Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com The USA Radio Network presents the greatest radio programs of all time. Suspense. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Dragnet. This is Classic Radio Theater. Gangbusters! I was a communist for the FBI. Lights out, everybody. Now here's your host, Wyatt Cox. We head back to March 1st, 1953, an episode of Dragnet, The Big Want. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you're about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to Bunko Fugitive Detail. You get a call from another city to pick up a burglary suspect. You know the name he's using. You know where he's living. Your job, pick him up. documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case transcribed from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Tuesday, June 4th. It was hot in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out of Bunko Fugitive Detail. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Captain Steed. My name's Friday. We were on our way out from the office, and it was 9.42 a.m. when we got to the corner of Selman Fountain. The Arizona Carlton Hotel. Guess we check over there, huh? Yeah. You got the mugs? Yeah, right here. I'm awfully sorry, Mrs. Hartfield. Yes, I know we say each room is air-conditioned. Well, yes, ma'am, but it is true. I... I know, ma'am, but the air conditioning is on full now. All right, ma'am. Yes, I'll send some right up. Be with you right away. Front. Here, boy. Get some ice water up to Mrs. Hartfield in 502 right away. Now, sorry to keep you waiting. It's all right, sir. 
What is it you wanted? We're police officers, sir. Here's our identification. Uh, uh, there's nothing wrong, is there? I don't know what I'd do if anything else went wrong. The air conditioning unit went out this morning, making excuses. I don't know how much longer the ice water's going to hold out. What is it? What's wrong now? Do you have a Mr. George Richmond registered here? Probably gives his home addresses in the Desto. Uh, Richmond, let's right. see here. Uh, wait a minute, sir. How do I know you're what you say? Police department's always sending out circulars saying to be careful about this sort of thing. It's a respectable hotel, you know. How do I know? Well, here's our identification again, sir. I showed it to you before. Oh, mm -hmm. Friday. How about yours? Yeah, here you are, sir. Uh-huh. All right. Can't be too careful. Your own office says that, you know. Careful. Anybody can come in here with a badge. Yes, sir. Well, if you'd just check the register for us, please. Yeah, sure thing. Oh, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Here he is. Richmond George, Modesto, California. Is he here now? No, checked out day before yesterday. Oh, excuse me. Yes, sir. Registration desk. Uh, yes, Mrs. Hartfield. Yes, ma'am, I know that's what we advertised. Well, yes, ma'am, but it's on the way up. No, ma'am, I sent the boy myself. Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm sure he'll be there. All right, Mrs. Hartfield. Yes, ma'am. I may quit. Now, what was it you wanted with Mr. Richmond? Well, you said that he moved out, huh? Yes, bag and baggage day before yesterday. Did you leave any forwarding address? No, I talked to him when he left. Didn't say a word about where he was going. Uh-huh. Was there anyone in the hotel he was especially friendly with? Anybody who might know where we can reach him? No, he kind of kept to himself a nice fellow. Sure tipped good. Kept to himself, though. Uh-huh. Is there anyone around the place who might know where he was going? Bellboys, maybe the waitress in the coffee shop? Anyone? Oh, no, I hardly think so. He didn't eat here. Don't blame him. Well, thank you very much, sir. Here's our card. If you hear anything from Mr. Richmond, we'd sure appreciate a call. You bet. I'll give you a ring. You got any mail while he was staying here? No, no, nothing. Not even a phone call. Didn't use the room for anything but to sleep. Real quiet. Good tipper, though. Did he drive a car, do you know? No. No, not that I know of. Say, you know, come to think of it, you might check with Ernie. Ernie? Yeah, he yeah, drives a cab, usually right out in front. He picked up Mr. Richmond one night. He might be able to tell you something. All right, sir, thank you very much. If anything comes up, appreciate that call. Okay, hope you get what you're looking for. Registration desk. Yes, Mrs. Hartfield. Let's go, Frank. All right. I know, ma'am, but the ice water's on the way up. I can't understand why it isn't there, but I am the manager. Mr. Fell out there might be him. Yes, Yeah. Excuse me a minute. Yeah? Your name, Ernie? That's right. What can I do for you? Police officers. We'd like some information. Well, I got a permit to park here. No, it's not that. We'd like to know if you remember picking up a George Richmond here. Oh. Richmond, huh? Yeah, that's right. Richmond. Well, the name doesn't make any bells ring. What's the guy look like? You got those mug shots, Frank. Oh, yeah. There you go. You a cop, too? Yes, sir. I'm an officer. Yeah, you kind of look like one. Is this the guy? Yes, sir, that's him. You remember picking him up? Yeah, seems I've seen him before. Yeah, yeah, good tipper. Yeah, I picked him up, let's see, uh, a couple days ago. Drove him downtown. Sure, downtown. Remember where you took him? Gee, it was a couple days ago, like I said. Yes, sir. I haven't got the slightest idea. <laughs> seven a.m. We continued to talk to the cab driver. He was sure that he'd picked up George Richmond on Sunday night, but he was unable to tell us where he'd taken the suspect. We drove back downtown and checked with the cab company. 
On the driver's way bill, we found that he'd made three pickups that night from the hotel on Fountain Avenue. The first stop listed was a large cafeteria in downtown Los Angeles. We checked with the cashier. She was unable to identify the mugshots of Richmond. The second stop was a large apartment out on Wilshire Boulevard. We checked the manager of the place, and she told us that she didn't recognize the name. We showed her the mugshots of Richmond, and she said that she thought she'd seen the man two weeks before. When she asked him what he wanted, he said that he was looking for a Miss Norman. Because of the way he'd acted, the landlady hadn't told him that there was a tenant by that name living in the place. She gave us the apartment number of the Norman woman, and Frank and I went up to see her. Want to try it again? Yeah. Who is it? Police officers. What? Police officers. We'd like to talk to you. Just a minute. And what's this all about? Miss Margaret Norman. Yeah, that's right. What do you want with me? What if we come in, please? Be a little better than talking out here in the hall. Yeah, I guess so. Come in. Thank you. My name's Friday. This is my partner, Frank Smith. Pleased to meet you, ma'am. Yeah. Hi. You alone here, Miss Norman? Yeah, I just got up. I have to excuse the way the place looks kind of messy. Yes, ma'am. Mind if I put on some coffee? I'm not going to be able to answer any questions before I have a cup of coffee. Let me go right ahead, ma'am. What is it you want to see me about? You know a man named Richmond? Richmond? Yes, ma'am. George Richmond. Why'd you ask that? What's he done? Well, just like to know if you know him, do you? Yeah, I know him. What do you guys want him for? Well, we'd like to talk to him, Miss Norman. Uh-huh. Don't want to tell me what it's about, huh? Well, it'll be better if we talk to him. Yeah. Either one of you got a cigarette? Yes, ma'am. Here you go. Match? Thanks. You know, there's no love lost between me and George. Is that right? You bet there isn't, lousy bummer. Get a drugstar cowboy. He's a girl out for dinner one lousy night and a cheap dinner. Figures he owns her. You know where he is now? I haven't got the slightest idea. If I did know, I'd sure tell you. Bet I would. I'd like to see him get his way he treated me. You know any of his friends? Anyone who might know where he is? I don't think he's got a friend. At least I never met any of them. Does he drive a car, do you know? No, not him. Always took a cab. Used to kill me. Anywhere we went, he'd take a cab. One lousy block, and he took a cab. Like to be a sport. Always tipping big. Regular drugstore cowboy. Mm-hmm. When did you see him last? Oh, it must have been a couple of weeks ago. That much, anyway. Last time I saw him. Don't care if I never see him again where he acted. I thought he was going to kill me. Ma'am? Went out to dinner, and when we got back here, he'd been drinking a lot. Got real nasty. I told him he better be going. You know, it was late and all. Yes, ma'am. Well, like I said, it was late, and he got real nasty. Started yelling at me. Called me all sorts of things. I'm not going to let any man say things like that to me, so I told him to get out. I'd never want to see him again. One lousy dinner, and he thought he owned me. Mm-hmm. Will you go ahead, Mr. Arnold? He hauled off and hit me. Right, right there in the hall. Hit me as hard as he could. Almost broke my jaw. Well, you know, I let out a scream, and he beat it. Caused such a commotion, I had to move. Then this didn't happen here, is it? No, a place over on Vermont. I moved the next day. Mm-hmm. Where'd you meet Richmond? At the club. Say, so you got another cigarette? Yeah. Here you are. Match. Thanks. What club's that, ma'am? Where I work. Green Lantern, downtown. I'm the cigarette girl. I met him there. He came in one night. Acted real big. Asked me if I'd have dinner with him. As it happened, I didn't have an engagement that night, so I said yes. Well, we kind of went together for a while. I see. Sure hope you get him. Real bad guy. When he treats women... Terrible. 
He say, wait a minute. Yes, ma'am. I know someone who might be able to tell you where he is. Who's that, ma'am? Fellow named Hank. He used to hang around the club. I saw George talk to him at the bar once in a while. Well, do you know where we can find this fellow Hank? No, but I can tell you where his girlfriend lives. That help? Yes, ma'am, it will. Place over on 3rd, out near Fairfax. Do you know his full name, ma'am? Gee, I gotta think about that. Let's see. Jeanette, that's the girl. Jeanette introduced him as Palmer. That, that's it, Hank Palmer. I don't know about him, though. What's that, Miss Norman? He's a real mean one. Kind of quiet, not like George. George likes to shoot his mouth off, but... Hank is quiet. He's trouble, though. Ma'am? Well, one night we went up to Jeanette's for a couple of drinks. Hank took off his coat. That's why I say he's rough. Yeah. Sure. Carries a gun. p.m. We got the description of Hank Palmer, and then Frank and I drove back to the city hall. We ran the name and description through R&I, but we got no make. We sent the name to George Brereton, CII, up at Sacramento. We got communication off to Washington, asking them for information on Palmer. We also checked the name of Palmer's girlfriend through our records, but we got no information. We contacted Captain Steed and arranged for a stakeout to be placed on the apartment of Palmer's girlfriend, Jeanette Allen. Two days went by. Palmer and Richmond failed to make an appearance. We talked to Jeanette Allen, but she couldn't supply us with any information as to the whereabouts of the two men. Descriptions of the men were broadcast. Informants were questioned. We contacted the Modesto Police Department, and they sent us all information on the places Richmond was known to frequent while he was in Los Angeles. The kickback from Sacramento and Washington gave us no new information on Richmond, but Washington had him listed as having two arrests for armed robbery and ADW in the East. Another week passed. The stakeouts on Jeanette Allen's apartment continued. No sign of either of the men. Sergeant Al Panogis of the Bunko Fugitive Detail worked with us in trying to trace their movements. On Saturday, June 15th, we got word from an informant that Richmond and Palmer had been seen in town. We checked with the stakeout at the apartment, but they'd seen nothing of the two men. Frank, Al Panogis, and I drove out to relieve the stakeout. Hey, Panogis. Yeah, Frank. Sure hot in this room, isn't it? They're just laying there. Yeah. Paper says this is the hottest June 15th on record. Is that Miss Allen? Yes, Sergeant. Now, you haven't heard from Palmer at all since he got back, is that it? No, not a word. I don't really believe he's in town. I'm, I'm sure if he was, he'd look me up. Never done this before. Uh-huh. Say, so, would it be all right if I got a glass of water, miss? Sure, help yourself right out in the kitchen. Thanks. How about you, Joe? Want some? No, no, thanks. Al? Yeah. Joe? Yeah. Cab stopping out in front. Man getting out. Might be one of them. Guy's wearing an overcoat. On a day like this? They coming in here, Al? Yeah. Yeah, cab's pulling away. Okay. You want to take that side of the door, Frank? Right. You better go into the bedroom, Miss Allen. You think there's going to be some trouble? Well, it depends on the way he wants it. Oh, well, I guess you know best. I hope not. All I need is to have to move again. Somebody in the hall. He's stopping. All set? Right. Who are you? You Hank Palmer? Yeah, so what? Police officers. Lousy cop! Watch the Joe, he's got a gun. I'll get him. All right, hold it up, Palmer. Stop or I'll fire. Get away from me, cop! Hold it up, Palmer! All right, sir. Come on, pull out of here. Come on, go! Get in a call, Frank Gray Mercury. License number is 1S69105. Right. Better call an ambulance, too. What? Panogis. He's hurt bad. 
June 15th, 8.40 p.m. Sergeant Al Panogis was removed to Georgia Street Receiving Hospital. His condition was listed as critical. The bullet had entered his chest and was still embedded below the left lung. His family was notified, and after Frank and I got out the APB on Palmer, we drove by to pick up Mrs. Panogis. We dropped her off at the hospital, and Frank stayed with her. Palmer's description was put out, as was the description of the car he'd commandeered to get away. I ran the number through our DMV and found that it was registered to a William Evans, 1627 East Poinsettia, Hollywood. Along with Sergeant Ullery, I checked out the address. Mrs. Evans told us that she hadn't seen her husband for several hours, but when he left the house, he had told her that he was going to a lodge meeting. We got a description of him and got out a local and an APB on him. I called the hospital and found that they'd operated on Panogis, but that they were unable to remove the bullet. His wife collapsed. Frank had her taken home where she was cared for by their family doctor. 12.46 a.m. A radio car out in Chatsworth picked up Evans. He told him that Palmer had forced him at gunpoint to drive him to the valley. There he'd forced Evans from the car and driven off. Evans couldn't give the officers any idea of where the suspect might have been headed. Two hours later, the car was found abandoned on Spring Street. It was placed under surveillance and a dragnet of the downtown area was started. Metro Division assigned 20 teams of men to make a block-by-block -block search of the vicinity. The details at the bus stations and at the airports were alerted. 4.12 a.m., I got a call from Frank and I drove over to Georgia Street Receiving Hospital. Hi, how's it going? Not good, just saw the doctor. Well, how's Al? He just died. You are listening to Dragnet, the authentic story of your police force in action. March 1st, 1953, Dragnet on Classic Radio Theater. This is Charles Osgood. We all know, because we've been told over and over, how important it is to eat a balanced diet and that the nutrients in fresh fruits and veggies are essential to good health. Fine. But for me, knowing that and eating as if I knew it are two different things. I'm a meat and potatoes guy and always have been. So I was thrilled to find out that Balance of Nature capsules concentrate 31 different fruits and vegetables with no extracts or fillers, and with all those phytonutrients we need to be in top form. Balance of nature. It's well named. To touch all the bases, what I do is to take a few of the fruit and berry capsules, the red ones in the morning, and the green veggie capsules later in the day. My body and brain never had it so good. With nutrition well balanced as nature intended, no wonder that these days I'm feeling so splendid. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. For three years, you've heard me talk about my pillow and the My Pillow Premium Pillow and how I get the best night's sleep of my life, how they don't go flat. They are washable and dryable and made in the USA. And it continues the My Pillow Premium Pillow Special for Mike Lindell, a standard or queen size premium My Pillow, $29.98. You're saving $40. Bucks. King size pillows, only $5 more. 60 day money back guarantee, 10 year warranty made in the USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. And while you're at MyPillow.com, check out all the deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products. MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. America's founders knew power corrupts. 
And ultimate power corrupts ultimately. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's why they built in checks and balances to prevent any one group from seizing all power. And that's why our president is elected by a college of electors to protect the rights of little states like Delaware and Wyoming against giants like New York and California. After all, our country is a republic, the United States of America, not the United States. Our states are independent, sovereign powers who created the federal government, not the other way around. And that's why all power ultimately lies in we the people and the states, not a central dictatorship of cronies. Did you know that? Thank God for the U.S. Constitution. Find out more how our amazing Constitution and Bill of Rights protect us, the citizens, against power-crazed politicians in Washington. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. Classic Radio Theater on your favorite station, Dragnet. March 1st, 1953, The Big Want. When an officer is first accepted by the police force, he spends 13 weeks at the police academy. In that period, he learns the basic fundamentals of being a peace officer. On graduation from the academy, he is assigned either to traffic or to a tour of duty in one of the city jails. Then, depending on his aptitude and the way he conducts himself in the field, he's checked on for possible transfer to one of the detective divisions as an investigator. By the time a police officer gets his assignment to the detective bureau, he's become a professional troubleshooter. He knows how to handle himself and he knows how to treat the lawbreaker. He's on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and he wears a gun. When a hoodlum shoots a police officer, he's showing society that he has no regard for the law. And at the same time, he is announcing that he will not hesitate to kill an unarmed citizen. Sergeant Alfred Panogis had been a policeman 14 years. He'd begun in traffic and then had been transferred to the juvenile division. From there, he went to homicide detail and then to Bunko Fugitive Division. He was a professional peace officer and he'd been murdered. He gave his life to protect the people who paid his salary, the taxpayers. His killer was still at large and we had to find him. The search of the downtown area was intensified, but it netted us nothing. Frank and I checked the immediate area around the abandoned car. In talking to the people in the vicinity, we found a newsboy who had seen Palmer park the car. He said he was unable to tell us where the man had gone, but he said that he thought he might have gone into a bar near the corner. We checked the place, but the bartender was unable to give us any information. Two days passed. We rechecked the known hangouts of the two men. Neither of them had been seen. Tuesday, June 18th, we got word that Palmer had been seen entering an apartment house on South Alvarado. 10, 14 a.m. Frank and I drove over to talk to the landlady. Palmer and Richmond. No, no, I don't think I know them. Why don't you take a look at these pictures of Mrs. Holbrook, see if you recognize them? Sure. Yeah. He's a mean one. I haven't seen him, though. This one. Ma'am? This one. I know him. Which one's he? Well, that's Richmond. No, that's not his name. Told me it was Reichman. Said it was John Reichman. Lives up in 206 Atson Front. Is he in now, ma'am? No, he went out this morning early. First time in a couple of days he went out early. You expect him back soon? Oh, I don't know right off. Might be. I don't generally know when they're coming back. Don't keep tabs on them, you know. Them? Yeah, tenants. A nice bunch, most of them quiet. Had a full place last two years. Uh-huh. How long is this, uh, Reichman? Yeah, that's it, John Reichman. Uh-huh. How long has he been here? Oh, he's kind of new. He took over the room from a friend of his. Yes, ma'am. Does he have any friends in the building? Anyone that he sees quite a bit of? Well, now, there's a girl in 306. He sees quite a bit of her. Well, who's that, Miss Holbrook? That'd be Barbara McIntyre. Nice girl. Dancer. Works downtown at one of the clubs. She in now, would you know? 
Oh, she should be, yes. Hardly ever gets up much before noon. Hardly ever. She works late, you know. Yes, ma'am. Does uh, Richmond drive a car? Richmond? Oh, dear, now. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Seems like he's always coming home in a cab. Comes in at all hours. I don't think he's going to last here. Why say that, ma'am? Because I don't think he will, that's all. Plays the radio late, makes noise, you know. Then there was a fight. The girl didn't want to do anything about it, but I certainly think she should have. Oh, what's that about, ma'am? Oh, one night, let's see, it must have been about uh, a week ago. Reichman or, or Richmond or whatever his name is came home and he was, well, he'd been drinking quite a bit, you know. Yes, ma'am. March 1st, 1953, Dragnet on Classic Radio Theater. Start the new year right during the Xfinity Hello 2021 sales event. For a limited time, get Xfinity Internet and Mobile together for only $35 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement and mobile with our one-gig wireless data option. Plus, get $250 back. This sale ends soon, so visit Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 111.21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter plus internet customers only. Equipment taxes, regulatory recovery, and other fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you've instantly won 10, 100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. Well, Christmas time is over, but you know what's not over? The My Pillow Special. A very special deal right now. And you've heard me talking about My Pillow now for close to three years. You know that the My Pillow never goes flat. You can wash them and dry them. They come out just as good as new. They maintain their shape, and they are made in the USA. They all come with a 10 year warranty, and for a limited time, Mike Lindell offering his premium My Pillows for a very special price. The standard or queen size premium My Pillows $40 off, 29.98. King size My Pillows, the premium pillows, are only $5 more. And the 60-day money back guarantee now has been extended to March 1st of 2021. What a great time to get a my pillow for you or the person you love. Yeah, give it to them as a late Christmas gift. Just give it to them or get an extra one for yourself. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175 and use my promo code USA. The benefit of going online is that you can see all the other specials, the Giza Dreams bed sheets, my pillow mattress topper, my pillow dog beds, and the my pillow towel sets that are absolutely wonderful. Uh, don't wait. Go right now to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. The best thing to get you in shape for a new year is the gift of a great night's sleep. MyPillow.com, Radio Listener Square. Use my promo code USA. Start the new year right during the Xfinity Hello 2021 sales event. For a limited time, get Xfinity Internet and Mobile together for only $35 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement and mobile with our one-gig wireless data option. Plus, get $250 back. 
This sale ends soon, so visit Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 11 Restrictions apply. New performance starter plus internet customers only. Equipment taxes, regulatory recovery, and other fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com Thanks for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater on your favorite station. The conclusion now of Dragnet, The Big Want, March 1st, 1953. Well, he went up to the girls' apartment and they had an awful brawl. Screaming and yelling an awful brawl. I went up and asked her if there was something I could do, but she yelled through the door and said no, that everything was all right. Of course it wasn't. Ma'am? Well, the next day the poor thing had a black eye that just wouldn't stop, all bruised up. Had a bandage right here on her forehead, must have hit her awful hard. No, sir, I don't think he's going to last. And you're pretty sure that you haven't seen this other man, though, are you? Well, let me see that picture again. Mm-hmm. This one? No, 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 I'm positive. I never saw him. Of course, that don't mean he wasn't here. Ma'am? Well, like I said, I don't pay much attention to him. They pay their rent, and I don't bother him. They come and go as they please. Say, what do you want him for? Is it about that, mister? Richmond? Yeah, is it about him beating up that poor girl? No, ma'am. I should have known about him. No, sir, he ain't gonna last long around here. I wonder if we could see his room, Mrs. Holbrook. Well, I guess it's all right. I'll get the key. All right, ma'am, thank you. Here you are. It's right up the stairs and then to the front of the hall. It's on the right at the far end of the hall. Well, we'd rather you'd come up with us, ma'am. Oh, well, all right. Glad to help. The way he must have beat that girl, a fiend, that's what he is. Sure isn't going to last long around here. No, ma'am, he sure isn't. Before we looked at Richmond's apartment, we tried to check with his girlfriend. We found that she wasn't in. The manager let us into her apartment, but we found no indication where she might have gone. Then we went downstairs and searched Richmond's place. He wasn't there. The landlady stood by when we searched the place. In the closet, we found a small arsenal, a gas grenade, a sawed-off shotgun, and two boxes of shells. There were also several revolvers, along with over 150 rounds of ammunition. We called the office and arranged for a stakeout on the building. Sergeants Ulrey, Gerard, Gilmore, and Miller came out. Gerard and Gilmore covered the front entrance. Ulrey and Miller were stationed at the back of the building, and Frank and I covered Richmond's room. The residents of the apartment were warned to stay inside their rooms and to keep their doors locked. 10.30 p.m., there was still no sign of the suspects. We waited. 11 o'clock. 11.15. Midnight. Joe? Yeah? Looks like it might be them. Cab pulling up in front. How about Gerard and Gilmore? No, I can't see him from here. Yeah. Looks like Palmer and Richmond. He had the girl with him. Where is she? She's walking between them. Makes yeah. it tough, huh? Yeah. Well, I won't try to take him on the street this way. They're coming in the building. Uh-huh. They should be here pretty quick. Yeah, figures if they're coming here. Upstairs. Girl's apartment, huh? Sounds like it. What if they went in with her? We'll just have to wait. Wait a minute. 
Somebody outside there in the hall. Yeah. Hold it. I don't feel right, I tell you. It's too quiet. Something's up. All right, mister, let's hold it. Cops, George, beat it! Oh, I give it up, Holler. Well, they made the street. No more drive should get him. Look that car, Joe. Let's go. Looks like they're in that store. You want to cover me while I try to get over there? All right, take it easy. Right. You all right, Frank? Right. All right, I'm coming over. I'll cover you. You see Gilmore and Gerard? Yeah, behind the Buick over there. Come on out of there. Richmond, Palmer, come on. Throw the guns out. You come in and take us, cop. Give it up, Richmond. You're at a dead end. There's no way out of there. Then we'll make one. They're coming out, Joe. I told Gilmore to call the ambulance. Richmond's dead. How about this one? Well, he's hit. I don't know how bad. I should have known not to kill a cop. I would have been like this if I didn't kill that cop. I didn't mean to. I got scared. That's all scared. You can understand that, can't you? Yeah, you want to shake him, Frank? Yeah. Watch it, Frank. He's got another gun. You all right? Yeah. Palmer? Palmer? I'll check him. What about it? He's dead. Look here, Jack. What's that? Had these in his pockets. Must be 50 or 60 rounds of ammunition there. Yeah. Doesn't look like he was ready to quit. He was ready. The story you've just heard was true. The names were changed to protect the innocent. On July 26th, an inquest was held in the coroner's office in and for the county of Los Angeles. At the coroner's inquest, it was found that the deaths of George Thomas Richmond and Henry Donald Palmer were justifiable homicide. It was found that they were armed and were killed while resisting arrest. just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes from the office of Chief of Police W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department. Technical advisors, Captain Jack Donahoe, Sergeant Marty Wynn, Sergeant Vance Brasher. Heard tonight were Ben Alexander, Joyce McCluskey, Paul Richards. Script by John Robinson. Music by Walter Schumann. Hal Gibney speaking. March 1st, 1953, Dragnet on Classic Radio Theater. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I work in healthcare and I haven't gotten even a runny nose. I'm pretty convinced that this is something to do with it. And you know what? I will never be without it. It's amazing. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. If you enjoy our Classic Radio Theater broadcasts and want to start building a collection of your own, go to ClassicRadio.stream. That's ClassicRadio.stream. 
There you'll find links to great classic radio collections on CD, along with links to great reading on classic radio, plus classic radio theater on demand. Check out our webpage, available now at classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream. And enjoy. I had to get myself this big old towel, this huge towel to dry me off. And I thought, well, you know, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Well, you know, Mike Lindell, always the inventive genius that he is, came up with my pillow towels. Yeah, they're soft. They actually work. I can get dry with a towel a third the size of these old ones. Towels these days don't absorb any, th- any liquid, but the MyPillow dries me, gets me clean. I've got to tell you, I love these MyPillow towels, and you can try them too. Same 60-day guarantee, 10-year warranty, made from 100% cotton from the USA, and Mike guarantees these will be the best towels you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Towels that really work at mypillow.com promo code USA. Oh, come on. I hate you. You have no right to speak to me. You're stupid. You're evil. You believe in your God, guns, and gold. You shouldn't have the right to vote. We must fix this disgusting country now. We want socialism now. Whoa there, little fella. Our U.S. Constitution protects your right to say these things, even if they are drivel. Our founders believed in our inalienable rights granted by God, not some mafia. Our Bill of Rights protects your personal freedoms, your absolute right to speak to others, whether loving and kind or hateful and stupid. Utopia doesn't exist. It only destroys. Millions of innocents slaughtered by the communists in Cambodia, China, and the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. And millions of people were gassed by Hitler's National Socialist Party. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore our American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. That's SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. Now on Classic Radio Theater Part 4, the five-part Yours Truly Johnny Dollar story, The Fathom Five Matter. It was originally broadcast March 1st, 1956. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar? Yes, just a moment. It's for you, Mr. Dollar. Thanks. Johnny Dollar... Barney Wilson here. Your hotel told me where to locate you. I'd rather you located that car. All the police agencies in the state have the license number and description. It'll turn up. Well, the sooner the better. It'll take more than a car to prove William Mark is still alive. The dealer who sold it to him identified his photograph. All right, but he bought the car two weeks ago. We know he was alive at that time. In case you've forgotten, Mr. Dollar, the Fathom Five sank only four days ago. That's when Marky was murdered. Okay, okay. We're not going to settle it by arguing. That's why I phoned. It's going to be settled tomorrow morning. You've petitioned for a hearing? Ten o'clock in Judge Campbell's chambers. You're making a mistake. See you in court, Mr. Dollar. Tonight, and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. From Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location Miami Beach, to the home office, Delta Liability, Hartford, Connecticut... 
Assignment, the Fathom Five matter. The case of a cruiser mysteriously sunk off the Florida coast. I phoned the insurance company's legal counsel and told him that Wilson had petitioned a hearing to have William Markey declared legally dead. Then I rejoined Mrs. Markey in the study. She was tense and on edge, pacing the floor and smoking nervously. I watched her a moment without saying anything, fully aware of her beauty and appeal, and fully convinced also that she and her missing husband were trying to swindle my company out of $75,000 in life insurance. I felt a little sorry for Markey. She must have been a pretty expensive luxury for a man who was going broke. But then I stopped feeling sorry. I remembered that they'd tried to set up young Danny Haynes as the fall guy for murder. Well, why don't you go ahead and say it? Say what? Whatever it is you're thinking. I thought I'd already said it, and pretty bluntly, too. You made some wild accusations. Not so wild. I've got some fairly solid facts to back them up. Apparently the DA's office doesn't agree with you. Wasn't that Mr. Wilson on the phone? That's right. And didn't he say he would ask the court to declare my husband legally dead? He's going to try to, but we'll stop him cold. He hasn't got a leg to stand on. Well, that's what you're hired for, isn't it? To find some technicality so they can get out of paying off on a policy? Attempted fraud isn't exactly a technicality, Mrs. Markey. Now I'll repeat that advice I just gave you. Get in touch with your husband. Tell him the scheme is off. It won't work. And don't file a claim for that life insurance. You'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd just love to bluff me out of $75,000. No, no, I just kind of hate to see you go to prison, that's all. And that's exactly what is going to happen if you file that claim. You keep talking about some scheme. What scheme, Mr. Dollar? <sighs> you want it laid right on the line, huh? I'd just like to know what you're talking about. And just how much I've figured out, all right. All right, I'll paint it for you in black and white. Your husband was broke, flat broke. I'm not guessing there. I got a report on him from a financial investigator in New York. I knew nothing about his business affairs. That I wouldn't know. Anyway, he thought he saw a chance to pull off a swindle on the basis of the only thing he had left, that $75,000 life insurance policy. So the two of you worked it out together. Did your financial investigator tell you that? Or would you be guessing? Your husband bought a car under an assumed name and probably rented living quarters somewhere in the area under another assumed name. So it was all set... It was just a matter of waiting for a morning when a heavy fog was down. <laughs> you have a fantastic imagination. Meantime, just in case the accident theory didn't go over, you kept playing young Haynes along, so it would seem as though he had a motive for murder. And that part was a cinch. He was already halfway in love with you. You also have a rather nasty imagination. So finally, four days ago, conditions were just right. Your husband took Haynes out on that fishing trip in the Fathom Five. He anchored the cruiser and sent Haynes off along the reef in the dinghy. Then he set fire to the boat, opened the seacock so it would be sure to sink. He swam ashore and drove off in the car that he'd bought for exactly that purpose. As I understand it, Mr. Dollar, that cruiser was anchored a mile or two offshore. Are you actually suggesting my husband swam that distance? You mean that's something else you supposedly didn't know about? What? Oh, that report from New York was more complete than you seem to realize. William Markey has been a member of the Greenpoint Athletic Club for years. He won silver cups in the Long Island Sound Marathon swim three different times. <laughs> I knew he belonged to the club, of course, but I assumed it was more social. Of course he could swim that far. That particular talent was probably what gave him the idea for the whole thing. There's no proof, you know. Not one bit of real proof. There will be, if you try to collect that insurance. We'll turn up enough proof to reach all the way from here to the state prison. So if you try to... Will you excuse me, please? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. I lit a cigarette and waited for her, wondering why I even bothered to come here. I was fed up with it, sick of the whole thing. 
Fraud cases are like that. Messy and dirty. You see people with a mask down and you get a look inside. And you get to wondering if everybody's like that. Wondering if you'd be like that yourself, maybe, if the price were right. And if you are, you hope you never find it out. All I wanted at the moment was to leave the house, wind the thing up, and get out of town. I'm sorry, Mr. Dollar. It was somebody looking for an address. I mean, they had a wrong address. I see. Well, I think we at least understand each other now. Yeah, I'm sure we do. And I can say only one thing. You're wrong. You're completely and absolutely wrong. Maybe. I wish you weren't. I wish my husband were still alive, even under the circumstances you believe. Maybe I wouldn't be on the verge of a nervous breakdown, trying to hold on to my sanity. Maybe I wouldn't be crying alone at night. You have my deepest sympathy, Mrs. Markey, for everything you're going through. There's no use at all in trying to talk to you, is there? Not unless you care to tell me where to find your husband. Good night, Mr. Dollar. I left the house and turned down the dark road toward the Pompano Beach Hotel. I'd planned to pick up a taxi there, but after that unknown visitor came to Mrs. Markey's door, I'd made a slight change in the plans. Whoever it was hadn't been a stranger, that I was sure of. She'd been too nervous when she came back into the room. It was someone she hadn't wanted me to know about. And I was pretty certain I could guess who. Evening, Mr. Haynes. What? Oh, you're Mr. Dollar, the insurance investigator. Mind if I come in? Well, um... All right, sure. You, uh, weren't asleep, were you? No, I was, um, I was just reading. Been here all evening? Yeah, sure I've been here. Why? You haven't been out in the last half hour? I said I'd been here all evening. You weren't down the road at the Markey place a few minutes ago? No, I wasn't. Now, look, I've answered just about all the questions I'm going to, to you or to anybody else. So what are you trying to get at? What's the point? All right, forget it, Danny. Sure, forget it. It looks like you're out to try the same thing Wilson's doing, trying to tag me on a murder rap. And you're trying to drag Edna into it, Mrs. Markey. Oh, she told me how you talked to her last night. And I suppose you've been over there again this evening. Oh, relax, Danny. I'll tell you one thing right now. You better leave her alone and stop trying to push her around. She doesn't deserve it. She's had too much of that kind of stuff as it is. Oh? From whom, Danny? From Markey, that's from whom. She tell you that? I suppose you'll claim she's lying. You think everybody is lying. But you don't know her like I do. She's a sweet kid, Dollar, and she's had a raw deal out of life. Such as? Marky. The way he treated her, things he made her do. Oh, not when anybody would see it, pin it on him. He was too smart for that. But she told me about it, and there were plenty of times I could hardly keep from smashing him in the face. Oh, brother, she's got you really set up good. What do you mean by that? If you talk this way to Wilson at the DA's office for two minutes, he'd slap a murder indictment on you so fast it'd make your head swim. I didn't kill Marky. Hating a guy is one thing, but I didn't kill him. Yeah, I know, I know. Because he's still alive. Well, maybe he is. I don't know. All I know is what I saw out there that morning. And you saw only as much as he wanted you to see. Well, maybe so. But I'll tell you one thing. 
If he is trying to pull something crooked, he's doing it on his own. She's not in on it. It'd be a little hard for him to collect his own insurance, wouldn't it? Hmm. Maybe he figured to get it away from her afterward. I don't know what he might be planning on, but I know she's got nothing to do with it. She's a great girl. I've never known anybody like her before. No, I don't imagine you have. I'd lay down my life for her if it ever came to that. And I imagine that's exactly what they were counting on. Good night, Danny. Expense account item 16, $1.90. Taxi fare the following morning from my hotel to the courthouse. I got there at 9.30 and went over the case with Jim Davis, local counsel for the insurance company. And at 10 o'clock, the hearing on Wilson's petition was open in chamber session, Judge A.G. Campbell presiding. Judge Campbell kept the proceedings informal and the whole thing moved pretty fast. Both sides presented briefs and additional evidence was introduced through verbal interrogation. No witnesses were called. By 10.30, the cases for both sides had been completed. Very well. There is no further evidence of fact or rebuttal. The court will make its decision on the evidence at hand. Now, in cases of this nature, where it is requested that the fact of death be established by legal declaration, it has been generally held that the substantiating evidence for said request must be essentially unchallengeable. The precedents in law are too numerous to bother citing. Now, in the case we are considering here... It seems to the court that the substantiating evidence is far from unchallengeable. In point of fact, it would seem that the bulk of the evidence indicates that William Markey may indeed be still alive. Now, the court would be powerless to act even in the face of a reasonable doubt. And the contrary evidence here is a good deal stronger than a reasonable doubt. Therefore, in the matter of the request made herein that William Markey be declared legally dead, it is the court's decision that the petition not be granted. If new evidence becomes available at some future time, the petition may be resubmitted. The court is adjourned. Well, it looks like you won, Mr. Dollar. I told you what would happen. I sure do hate to see that kid get away with murder. Oh, forget it. Markey's walking around somewhere just as alive as you or I. Well, we've all got a right to our opinions, Mr. Dollar. I see he's floating around out there in the Atlantic somewhere. That's what he meant for us to think. Maybe so, but I... Pardon me, Mr. Wilson. A message was phoned in for you, but they wouldn't let me in the courtroom. Oh, thank you, old man. Excuse me, Mr. Dollar? Sure. Go ahead and read it. When did I step out of that office, somebody's bound to start calling... Well, well. What's the matter? Mr. Dollar, the Coast Patrol hauled a man's body out of the surf about an hour ago. Been drowned. So? They got a quick check on his prints. It's William Markey. Now, here's our star to tell you about the final intriguing episode of this week's story. Tomorrow, a dead man tells a tale, but not the tale he was meant to tell. And thereby hangs the wind-up. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. A twist? Who'd have thought it? 
February 3rd, 1956, yours truly, Johnny Dollar on Classic Radio Theater. Visit our webpage at classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream to hear our programs on demand or through uh, a number of apps, uh, including uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, TuneIn, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. I'm Wyatt Cox. Thanks for listening. Thank this station. Support the advertisers. Tell your friends the great radio shows are right here. Classic Radio Theater on your favorite radio station and the USA Radio Network. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com you want cash you want to get stuff done so what do you do you buy five hour energy of course you upload the receipt to 5hewin.com then find out if you've instantly won 10 100 or even one thousand dollars then you drink that five hour energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter five hour energy the official sponsor of getting stuff done no purchase necessary must be 18 and a legal resident of the u.s ends june 30th 2021 for rules visit 5hewin.com rules void where prohibited message and data rates may apply Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com The USA Radio Network presents the greatest radio programs of all time. Jack Benny program. Look, bud, I said your money or your life. I'm thinking it over. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly. Straighten up that closet one of these days. This is Classic Radio Theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Uh. <laughs> the Bob Hope Show. Transcribed direct from Hollywood. Well, hello. Come right in. Oh, George, we've got company. From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show. Now here's your host, Wyatt Cox. Celebrities appeared in a number of independently syndicated programs. Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray did just that in this show called Bright Star from 1952. The Irene Dunn, Fred McMurray Show. 
Starring Irene Dunn as Susan and Fred McMurray as George. Together in the gay new exciting comedy adventure, Bright Star. Once again, we present our two stars, Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray, in the romantic comedy adventure, Bright Star. It's morning in the editorial offices of the Hillsdale Morning Star. Susan, the owner, George, her star reporter, and Sammy, the copy boy, do not have a starry look in their eyes. <laughs> in fact, they seem to be having a dim time this bright a.m. It's an outrage. Look at her, Sammy. Standing there, nifty drawing on her spotless white gloves while her newspaper goes to pot. Get in there and fight. George Harvey, Sammy, small fry, yes, ma'am. Fellow journalists, I see no good in letting my blood pressure rise because our circulation is falling. Today is my one day of the month at the children's home, and they're waiting for me. Yeah, but we need you here. They need me there. Worse than we do? They're smaller children. Oh, oh George, I realize the paper's in trouble, but so are those children. You know something? There's hardly any magic left in the world, but there is some. We can't let those children grow up to think it's all gone and that we've let it die. Magic? We grow up, George, and we call it illusion, ideals, faith, but they call it magic. It's a bit of magic to them when a stranger takes an interest in them. So, this is my day with them and I won't change. Goodbye, all. Do you believe in magic? Bye, children. She's balmy. Magic. The woman's clean bath. Not that this paper couldn't use some high-level magic. Yeah, we need some hocus to focus in the light. Hey, that's not bad, Sammy. You may quote me. Hey, wait a minute, Sammy. Magic. That's it. If it takes magic to save this paper, we'll get magic. Uh, hand me that pencil. That's magic. And slide me that notebook. That's magic. Sammy, I've got a bright idea. That's magic. <laughs> The pool by the wayside is small, very, very small, yet it mirrors the sun with the best of them all. If the pool should grow larger, would not be so fair as it mirrors the sun in the sweet summer air. Oh, the pool by the wayside is small, very, very small. It mirrors the sun with the best of them all. Though the heart is a just to love and you'll find that there's room and to spare for the whole of mankind. Oh, the pool by the wayside is small, very, very small, yet it mirrors the sun with the best of them all. Very, very small, very small, 
Rodney, you weren't singing with the rest of the children. Anything wrong? Nothing wrong. He thinks it's all right for young kids, Miss Susan. Well, I'm 11. Anyhow, I don't like to sing. Well, I understand your mother's quite a good singer. I wouldn't know. She has to go from city to city to make a living. You understand that, don't you, Rodney? No. Now, you're clenching your teeth again, Rodney. Why doesn't my mother get married again and stay home and take me away from here? You wouldn't want to make your mother marry just anybody, would you? In a hurry, would you? Well, we'll talk about it later. We'll work things out somehow. You'll see. Come on, Rodney. I got some butterflies. Hillsdale Children's Home, Miss Armstrong. Susan, I've got it. I've got it all worked out. We're in. What? What have you got? Magic. What? Magic. As in magic lantern, as in magic carpet, as in the Arabian Nights. Now just give me ten minutes of your personal attention, and I'll give your children's home kids the time of their lives. Now, is that an offer, or should I go soak my head? It, it's something for the children? Wonderful for their hearts and great for our circulation. George, I'm coming right back. <laughs> Can't you see it, Susan? Everybody in town getting into the spirit of the thing? We'll turn the town into a magic city right out of the Arabian Nights. Everybody will play a part for the kids. Yeah. You like it, huh? Oh, like it. I love it. We'll push the mayor and his pussyfooting about the new reservoir right off the front page. We'll put the Caleb of Baghdad in there instead. Yes, and now, what'll we call it? It's got to have a name. Isn't it a great promotion? You know, I could win a prize for this. I've got it. We'll call it the Arabian Days. Arabian Nights, Arabian Days, see? It's in. And we'll call the sheriff Inbad the Jailer. <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah, and, and the whole town will play mother and father to those orphans, right? Right. All of Hillsdale, right? Yeah, we'll give them a time. Yeah. And, and, and I know we'll call the town Mum Dad. Mom, Dad? Yeah, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad, Baghdad, Mom, Dad, don't you see? Oh, Mom, Dad. Yeah, well, I know it sounds corny <laughs> to you, but it's magic to them. Golden corn, magic corn. Every kernel you eat makes you wiser. Yeah. Makes you understand the language of the birds and the beasts. And... Yes, and of the little children. You like it, huh? Oh, I love it, old George. <laughs> Morning star, George Harvey. George. Just wanted to tell you you're a hero at the orphanage here. Oh, they like it, huh? They're dancing in the hallways, and they just made a wonderful suggestion. Well, all wonderful suggestions, gratefully rejected. The Arabian Nights Baghdad had a caliph of Baghdad. That's right, Harun El Rashid, caliph of Baghdad, defender of the faithful. So? Everybody wants you to be caliph of Mundad. Well, I accept. <laughs> and they want me to be caliph. Sold to George Harvey of the Morning Star, Hillsdale's most progressive newspaper. All right, get started on some copy right away. It's in the works. And George... Come to my house for dinner? Dinner? Ha! Yeah, move. I'll see you. Sammy? On deck. Copy. Oh, oh, it's only you. Yep. On time for the middles. Never knew you to come late for a free meal. Come in. Ah, smells good. Ross Biff. Ah, gallant beef to smell so lovely even in death. Two minutes with you, and I'll be a vegetarian. There, there, patience, you little diggins. 
five minutes with you and I resign from humanity. Well, where's Miss Susan? Oh, uh, who have we here? Uh, children, this is Mr. George Harvey from Miss Susan's paper. Uh, this is Rodney. Oh, hi, Rodney. From the battleship of the same name. Oh. This is Jocelyn. How do you do? Uh, from the lullaby of the same name, I presume? Oh, 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 uh, excuse me. Excuse me, What's the matter? What did I do? The wrong thing, as usual. Well, that's her name, isn't it? Yes, it's her name. Now, Jocelyn, honey, don't cry. He didn't mean anything. He's a fiend, darling. What did I say wrong, Rodney? Well, I don't know. She's pretty young. Uh, you here for dinner? Same as you. Well, no offense. You go to school, huh? You? Well, I finished. Oh, good for you. Oh, thanks, old man. It's okay. You're kind of fresh, aren't you? What'd you have to go and make Jocelyn cry for? Well, what did I do, Rodney? I, I, I don't know what it's about yet. Well, you don't have to sit there giving me the old fish eye. Oh, hello, George. Oh, hello, Susan. I'm so glad you're on time. Oh, have you gentlemen met? Yeah, we've met. Well, then we'll go right on into dinner, shall Excuse we? Excuse me, Miss Susan. Could I eat later with Jocelyn? Well, yes, if you want it that way. Yes, ma'am. Well, then we'll all sit around and get acquainted after dinner. Yes, ma'am. Uh, could I borrow some plain sugar? Sugar? Well, I brought along my chemical set. I want to make an experiment. Does that sound all right to you, George? Oh, it sounds perfectly harmless. Sure, go ahead, uh, Sonny. Don't call me that if it gives you a bad sprain, Mr. Harvey. Well, come and get it. Shall we go into dinner, George? I'm afraid it's getting hot. Lovely dinner, Susan. Lovely. We'll have more of it then. No, no, I couldn't. It was marred only by one thing. What's that? Me. Oh, no, George, you mustn't fret any more about Jocelyn. How could you have known that mentioning the lullaby from Jocelyn would hurt her? How could you have known that her mother always played it for her and that she died two years ago? Yeah, the poor kids. Susan, don't get sore at me if I blow my top with them now and then. I, I like children, Susan, a lot, but... <laughs> I just can't seem to make up to them yet. Well, you'd better learn then, because I love children, too. And I can make up to them. Susan. Yes? Susan, be patient with me. Be patient with me, and I promise you I'll, I'll be a good father. You'll see. Well, you'll be a wonderfully strong and tender father, I know. And you'll... you'll be... I, I can't go on. What, George? I've never seen you so moved. Touched. I, I've never seen you quite like this or talking this way. I, I mean the, the eternal wife and mother and me. And you look so calm and and beautiful and, well, Madonna-like. <laughs> Silly thing to say. Well, it's a lovely thing to say, but I, personally, I... I've always liked Richard. Richard, should I know about him? For a boy's name, I mean. For a girl, I. Well, I don't know. Mary, maybe. Simple. But his name is Rodney. Whose is? Oh, Rodney's is. Oh, but I... Rodney is to be your son during the Arabian days, and Jocelyn's to be my daughter. Is that what we were just talking about? Well, I thought it was. What were you talking about? Well, nothing. We're the caliph and the caliph of mom-dad, and and every mom-daddian will expect us to do our duty. Uh I gotta be that little firecracker's dad all week. Oh, now he's a good boy, really. He's he's belligerent because he's insecure and on the defensive like so many orphans. Why does he always have to eat my head off? What did I ever do to him? I... Heaven! What's that? 
An explosion. Fire! 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 From 1952, Bright Star on Classic Radio Theater. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money. Whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. For three years, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and the MyPillow Premium Pillow and how I get the best night's sleep of my life, how they don't go flat. They are washable and dryable and made in the USA. And it continues the MyPillow Premium Pillow Special for Mike Lindell, a standard or queen-size premium MyPillow, $29.98. You're saving $40. King-size pillows, only $5 more. 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty, made in the USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. And while you're at MyPillow.com, check out all the deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products. MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. This is Charles Osgood. We all know, because we've been told over and over, how important it is to eat a balanced diet and that the nutrients in fresh fruits and veggies are essential to good health. Fine. But for me, knowing that and eating as if I knew it are two different things. I'm a meat and potatoes guy and always have been. So I was thrilled to find out that Balance of Nature capsules concentrate 31 different fruits and vegetables with no extracts or fillers and with all those phytonutrients we need to be in top form. Balance of Nature. It's well-named. To touch all the bases, what I do is to take a few of the fruit and berry capsules, the red ones in the morning, and the green veggie capsules later in the day. My body and brain never had it so good. With nutrition well-balanced as nature intended, no wonder that these days I'm feeling so splendid. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. And you're listening to Classic Radio Theater on your favorite station. From 1952, Irene Dunn, Fred McMurray in Bright Star. Now back to our two stars, Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray, and the second act of our story. Fire Chief Hagedorn is in the living room with Susan and George after the explosion in the basement. Rodney and Jocelyn stand by wide-eyed. 
We're terribly sorry this happened, Mr. Hagedorn. Yeah. Yes, we wouldn't have called the fire department, but we really thought it was a fire. You see, Rodney here was experimenting. Gunpowder I was making. He was making gunpowder. Yeah, gunpowder, that's all. That's all, huh? He's a very talented boy. I tried using sugar in the formula instead of charcoal. Sugar being organic, too, see? He's got a mind, that boy. Smart little fella, aren't you? I was on the quiz kids once. I skunked him. You naturally would. And I may add that you've done a mighty poor job raising this firebug son of yours. Now, just one small moment there, Chief Hungry Hatchet. For your information, Rodney here. Uh, happens George, to be... what? Um, you, you just tell him what you think of your son. Uh, but... Oh, oh yeah. I was just about to say, Chief. I am not at all displeased with my boy. As a matter of fact, he's the best boy I ever had. <laughs> Some folks just ain't choosy. Goodbye. Good night, Chief. Well, we're doing fine so far. Well, I'll be on my way. Good night, Susan. Uh, don't bother to go at the door. Good night, Rodney. Jocelyn. Good night, Good night George. He stuck up for me. Yes, he sure did. He said I was his son, his real son. He does things like that. Gee. He's funny that way. But he's kind of nice, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, come on, children. Upstairs to bed. Tomorrow's a big day in Magic Arabia. Hurry, hurry, all the secrets of Arabia before your very eyes. The giant hammer dryad, deadliest serpent of the east. The Indian rope trick, without an Indian and without a rope, mind you. Never before witnessed by Occidental eyes and never again, and maybe not even this time. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yes, Jocelyn, there is magic left in the world today. The magic of kindness, one to another. Enchantment still lives in a cynical world. And as long as enchantment lives, we shall live. We are finding that out more truly than ever, Jocelyn. So thank you, children, Hillsdale, and America. Thank you all. Terrific, Sammy. Other guy must have bought. Susan, did I just have a wonderful lunch? Other fellow must have paid. Had lunch with the chairman of the membership committee of the Knights of the Fourth Estate. No, really? They're considering me for membership. Well, that's a wonderful honor. On account of the Arabian Days? Yep. They say the campaign best exemplifies the American spirit of mutual help and unselfishness toward the weak, the oppressed, and the unfortunate. Well, how wonderful for you, George. If it happens. And incidentally, in the meantime, it's sending our circulation sky high. Oh, but it's the honor that counts. You know, Susan, you know what uh, being a knight of the fourth estate means in hard cash? Oh, why, George. The offers, wow. And the recognition by the Pulitzer Prize Committee. Don't forget that. George Harvey, if that's what this whole big week has meant to you, you're a selfish, seeking, conniving, mercenary heathen. And I'm really ashamed. Well, Susan... Oh, go away. 
Hey, boss, look what just came off our press. Now huh? what? Talk about boners, read that. What is it? Well, it's just your routine write-up of the mayor's remarks about your Arabian Day's campaign. Oh. Now, read the last couple of sentences, please. It represents the true spirit of Hillsdale, a spirit which has animated our history since we were lonely Fort Hill on the Indian frontier. Mm-hmm. The mayor concluded... Well, that's the end. Oh, no, no, it reads, The mayor concluded the pool by the wayside is very, very small, yet it mirrors the sun with the best of them all. What? Give me that. If the pool should grow larger, it would not be so fair. I'm dead. As it mirrors the sun in the sweet summer air. I'm dead. How did that get in there? Well, that's the song we sing at the children's home. Well, song or not, it makes the mayor say he's against expanding the city's water facilities. He's been dodging that issue squarely until after election. And here we have him say that if the reservoir were larger... What's it say again? It would not be so fair. It would not be so fair, yeah. Well, when his honor sees that... Oh. His honor's on the membership board of the Knights of the Fourth Estate. Uh, Get that phone, somebody, will you? Morning Star, city desk, sort of. Oh, yes, sir, he's here. Who? Him. I... Hello? Oh, hello, Mr. Mayor. Uh, What's the good word? Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Mr. Mayor. Yes. Yes, it was an inexcusable lapse of journalistic... Yes. Oh, quite. Yes, Mr. Mayor, of course. A full retraction, sir. Oh, surely, on the front page, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Thank you. Yes, good... Goodbye, sir. Goodbye. Part of a song. Susan, those kids were in the office. I'll bet Rodney had something to do with this. No, 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 not Rodney. From the battleship of the same name. George, you won't touch that boy. Let me at him while I'm mad. That way it's only murder in the second degree. You won't lay a hand on him. Not if I can find a length of pipe. Harvey. Hello, Hello, Susan. Hi, Sammy. You made out your will, sonny boy? Huh? Rodney, somebody added something to a story that was in George's typewriter. Innocently, I'm sure. But it went to linotype that way and got printed. It may make a lot of trouble for Mr. Harvey. Well, gee, Miss Susan, I didn't mean any harm. It was a typewriter. Well, I liked a typewriter. All I could think of was our song. Sure I did it. All you gotta do is that. I don't lie. Now, Rodney, please. Please, dear, don't cry. Excuse me, but somebody told me I'd, I'd find my son. Oh, Rodney. Oh, my mother. Who are you crying for, sweetheart? Who hurt you? Tell me. Nobody hurt me. Oh, he'll be all right, Mrs. Hope. I, I lost my allowance. That's all. Nobody hurt me. And I didn't get a chance to tell him, but I'll make it up to him. It was my fault that he... He lost his allowance. From 1952, Bright Star on Classic Radio Theater. Start the new year right during the Xfinity Hello 2021 sales event. For a limited time, get Xfinity Internet and Mobile together for only $35 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. And mobile with our one-gig wireless data option. Plus, get $250 back. This sale ends soon, so visit Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 111.21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter plus internet customers only. Equipment taxes, regulatory recovery, and other fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th 
or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com. Well, Christmas time is over, but you know what's not over? The My Pillow Special. A very special deal right now, and you've heard me talking about my pillow now for close to three years. You know that the my pillow never goes flat. You can wash them and dry them. They come out just as good as new. They maintain their shape, and they are made in the USA. They all come with a ten-year warranty, and for a limited time, Mike Lindell offering his premium my pillows for a very special price. The standard or queen size premium my pillows $40 off, 29.98. King size my pillows, the premium pillows, are only $5 more. And the 60-day money back guarantee now has been extended to March 1st of 2021. What a great time to get a my pillow for you or the person you love. Yeah, I give it to them as a late Christmas gift. Just give it to them. Or get an extra one for yourself. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175 and use my promo code USA. The benefit of going online is that you can see all the other specials, the Giza Dreams bed sheets, MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow dog beds, and the MyPillow towel sets that are absolutely wonderful. Uh, Don't wait. Go right now to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. The best thing to get you in shape for a new year is the gift of a great night's sleep. MyPillow.com, radio listener square, use my promo code USA. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five. And that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single, the delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or just get another classic chicken sandwich. Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's. Classic radio theater on your favorite station. Now the conclusion of Bright Star, starring Fred McMurray and Irene Dunn from 1952. You know, George, Rodney likes you very much. I'm glad, Laura. I'm glad I came to Hillsdale. So am I. Rodney can't stop talking about your idea of the Arabian Days entertainment. (laughs) It was a charming thing to do. Well, Susan had a lot to do with it. The boss. She's very lovely. Actually, I never think of her as boss, except... Uh... Except when talking with strangers? No, no, no. Relative strangers, then? Well, not even that, Laura. <laughs> not even that. 
conscience, Rodney likes George very much. Very much. A man who's a hero to a small boy has one foot in heaven. <laughs> it's a long straddle from where Georgie boy has the other foot. Patience, do you think George would ever marry Laura? Good gracious, no. Well, then again, good gracious, yes. Mm. I think he might marry Laura. I think Jocelyn's father is a mighty handsome man. Well, where, for goodness sake, did Jocelyn's father come from? Steubenville, Ohio, or I mean, someplace. how did he get into the conversation? Yes, good-looking man, Jocelyn's dad. So I'm on a couple of visits to the children's home. Hate to say this, but he looks a bit like Georgie boy. Oh, newspaper experience? got a kind of hunch, yes. You could check with the home. I see. Says in my book there's no such thing as the indispensable man, it says. Patience. Call George up. Invite him for dinner. Lately he had the lean and hungry look. It must be love. But in case it's malnutrition, I ought to know about it. Oh, and then see if you can find Jocelyn's father in Steubenville, Ohio. <laughs> Ah, nice out here in the swing. George. Listen to I... those crickets. George. They make that racket by rubbing their legs together. Probably a nervous affectation. No, no, no. They do it on purpose. Interesting nature, don't you think? George. Now, take the hoop snake, for example. All right, I'll take it. Now, what do I do? There's no such thing. <laughs> George, I, 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 I really want... I have been deadly boring like this all evening. George Harvey, you've been tormenting me all evening. Well, I've been trying to ask you one simple question. Mm -hmm. Laura Hope. You going to marry her? No. She's cute. Do you love her? I like Rodney very much. Do you love her? Here's a nice, growing boy right out of stock. No soggy, rancid infancy to fool around with. No diapers, no walking the floor at night. No gamble. I know it's a boy. Do you love his mother? None of that nervous nonsense hanging onto some doctor's lapels while a baby is being born. This is a pushover. I think I'll buy in. All right, George. Well, I'll be moving along. Good night, George. Yeah. Good night, boss. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Morning Star. Hello, little typewriter. Oh, dear. Hanging over rather exuberantly, I take it. No, no, not a bit of it. Not in the least. I just got a bit of a document in the morning mail. Care to scrutinize it, madam? More horseplay. George. George, you made it. <laughs> Mother, I am to play quarterback in the game against dismal normal. For a distinguished achievement in the field of creative journalism. <laughs> You're a knight of the fourth estate. At a substantial boost in salary, I dare to hope. Uh, yes, yes, family man and all that. Pardon? I said family man. Oh. No? It seems another tall, dark gentleman has entered Laura's life and, in addition to a genuine affection, can also bring to the partnership a charming little daughter, name of Jocelyn, saving Laura no end of inconvenience. A fellow from Jacksonville, Florida, I think. No, Steubenville, Ohio. Jacksonville, Florida. Steubenville, Ohio. I ought to... No, Jacksonville, Florida. You're right. Who am I to argue with a knight of the fourth estate while the paint is still wet on him? <laughs> Thank you.
Susan. I wish I had a middle name. Like John Greenleaf Whittier or James Gordon Bennett or Tinkers to Evers to Chance. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have a middle moniker so that I could endow something in later life, the way I feel now. Like the George Dockweiler Harvey Award for Journalistic Achievement. Well, how about just, um, the George Harvey Pat on the Back Award for being a nice fellow? Mm-hmm. You like that, hmm? Well, it, it, it has the virtue of simplicity. Harun El Rashid Harvey, Caliph of Mumdad, Defender of the Faithful. It is my pleasure to confer upon you the George Harvey Award for being a nice fella. Hey. Hey, that's a great idea. You like it? Hmm? Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray will be back next week in another exciting comedy adventure in the gay new series, Bright Star. This is Harry Von Zell inviting you to join us then. From 1952, Bright Star on Classic Radio Theater. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. If you enjoy our classic radio theater broadcasts and want to start building a collection of your own, go to classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream. There you'll find links to great classic radio collections on CD, along with links to great reading on classic radio, plus classic radio theater on demand. Check out our webpage, available now at classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream. And enjoy. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Policy forms and availability vary by state. Rockstar Radio. Did you know this station, this network, is looking for their next rock star broadcaster? That's right, we are. And it could be you. It could be you interviewing the guests, talking to the newsmakers right in the middle of everything. Have you ever dreamed of being a rock star show host? Now could be your chance. Together with this station, we'll help you with everything you need. The studios, the equipment, your own producer, a co-host if you'd like, and so much more. Broadcasting is changing. There's never been a need for fresh voices and unique 
unique opinions like there is right now. You can do this. Our professional team will guide you every step of the way. Sound effects, show content, building your social network media, and everything you need to be the next rock star broadcaster. Get all the details. Email bill at rockstar.today. That's bill at rockstar.today. To get started with your own show, email bill at rockstar.today. That's bill at rockstar.today. Don't wait. You could be the next voice for America. Email bill at rockstar.today. Now on Classic Radio Theater, part two of the five-part Yours Truly Johnny Dollar story, The Phantom Five Matter, from February 28, 1956. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Barney Wilson, Mr. Dollar, special deputy with the DA's office. I understand you talked to Danny Haynes. You've got a good grave mind, Mr. Wilson. Oh, tolerable. Well, what do you think? Well, I'll go about six to five. He hasn't murdered anybody. Oh, well, that's close to even money. So you're not too sure, huh? No, I'm not too sure. But then I'm not even sure yet that Marky is dead, remember? Well, maybe we can settle that question this evening. What do you mean? The salvage boys have finally got grapple lines on that boat. They figured to bring it up to the surface around eight o'clock. I'm going out in one of the harbor launches. You'd like to come along? My company's got a 75 grand stake in this. Sure, I'd like to come along. All right. You meet me at Harbor Police Headquarters at 7.30. I'll be there. Good. I'll introduce you to the late William Markey. Somehow, I sort of doubt that, Mr. Wilson. Tonight, and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. From Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Home Office, Delta Liability, Hartford, Connecticut. Assignment, the Phantom Five matter. Location, Miami, Florida. Expense account continued. Item six, $3.85. Taxi fare to the Markey Beach House, occupied for the past three days now by his wife since William Markey's accidental death. According to all reports, a very beautiful woman. The reports were correct. Won't you come in, Mr. Dollar? Thank you. Come this way. I've been practically living in here in the study since... I just haven't had the heart to even look at the rest of the house. Yes, I, uh, I imagine it's been quite a shock for you, Mrs. Markey. Yes, terrible. No one knows. Sit down, Mr. Dollar. Thank you. I, uh, I really don't know very much about these matters. If there are papers to sign, maybe I should have a lawyer or something. No, that won't be necessary for the present. There's nothing to sign. But aren't you with the insurance company? I'm working for them at the moment as a special investigator. Oh, I'm to supply them with a full report of your husband's accident. They have to have that before they can do anything about paying off the policy. Well, couldn't the police give you all that? And there's a Mr. Wilson, I think his name is, who's with the district I've attorney's I've talked office. to Mr. Wilson. He's cooperating in every way possible. But uh, some of the details I have to get from you. Have you talked with Danny Haynes? Yes. Well, didn't he tell you what happened? He gave me a statement, yes. But only covering the details he actually knew about. Well, I'm sure there's nothing I can add, Mr. Dollar. I... I wasn't even there, as you know, of course. I know, Mrs. Markey. I'll get all of those details elsewhere. But then I don't see why you've well, come out uh, here. Well, uh, I'd, I'd like to know a few things about your husband. 
things you'd know better than anybody else. Uh, his actions and behavior during the last few weeks. His uh, mental attitude. I see. You think maybe he committed suicide, is that it? I don't think anything. I'm just trying to find out. But that's what you're driving at, suicide. It's a possibility, of course. And of course, your company isn't liable, I suppose, if it's oh, suicide. it'd still be liable, but only to the extent of $25,000 under the particular terms of the policy, not 75000 I see. Is that all, Mr. Dollar? I don't think you do see. Look, I'm not claiming it was suicide. I, I have no reason to think it was. But these questions are going to be raised by the claims board when they meet to consider settlement. And they're not going to pay out any money until they have the answers. So that's why I'm here, Mrs. Markey, to get those answers ahead of time. Now, you can help or you can hinder. But I think you ought to realize that you'll be mainly hindering yourself. It was not suicide. Bill wasn't that kind. You didn't know him. I resent your implication, Mr. Dollar. He'd never do a thing like that. I said I have no reason to believe that he did. Uh, please forgive me. I guess I'm sort of living in a state of shock. I'm not like this, really. Suspicious, belligerent. Well, sure, I understand, and I'm, I'm sorry to have to bother you this way, but there are certain questions... I know, I know. These things have to be done. It's all right. Would you like a drink, Mr. Dollar? Not unless you're having one. Yes, I think I would like something. In that case, I'll have a scotch on the rocks, please. Oh, here, let me fix it. Thank you. Make mine the same. I guess it was the mention of suicide that set me off. Bill and I were married for three years. We were completely happy every minute of it. Nobody in the world had less reason than Bill to do a thing like that. What about financial problems? None that I knew about. Did you work before your marriage, Mrs. Markey? I was an entertainer. Chorus? Yes. I suppose that gives you the usual impression. <laughs> well, do I seem like a visiting fireman? No, but... Now, I just thought you might have been a dancer because you carry yourself so well. Lithe and graceful. Well, I, I've been away from it for quite some time. Well, it doesn't show. Here's your drink. Thank you. Maybe it'll help me relax a little. I think it might. Uh, tell me, Mrs. Markey, how did your husband and young Haynes get along? Well, that should be obvious. We brought him down here with us. Had him living here in the house for a month. But I, uh, I understood that was primarily your idea. Who said that? Did you suggest bringing Haynes along, or was it your husband? Well, I, I might have. I don't remember how it came up now, but Bill was all for it. Otherwise, he'd have put his foot down. Any possibility that he resented Haynes' presence, but kept it to himself? Of course not. Why should he? I don't know. Well, if you're trying to imply I'm something... I'm not. I'm just asking... I understood your husband had spells of brooding during the last few weeks, and I was trying to find out the reason for it. If he did, I'm sure I didn't notice it. What are Danny Haynes' feelings towards you? I think you're pretty insulting. I wasn't intending to be. Well, what would you call it? Just another routine question. I wasn't meaning to imply that you encouraged him in any way. I certainly didn't. But he's young, impetuous. You're very attractive. Maybe he cooked up crazy notions without any encouragement. He thought of me as a friend, that's all. No attitudes on his part that your husband might have misinterpreted. I don't believe I care to answer any more questions like these, Mr. Dollar. Look, I'm not just asking them for my own pleasure, Mrs. Markey. I'd I a lot rather not ask them, but... But I've got a job to do. Well, I fail to see why it's necessary to probe into our private lives. All right, I'll tell you why. Your husband supposedly died out there beyond the surf when a cruiser burned and sank. What do you mean, supposedly? His body hasn't been recovered, so at present the evidence of his death is purely circumstantial... In fact, there isn't much evidence one way or another. But who could possibly doubt it? The insurance company will doubt it, Mrs. Markey. And they'll hold up processing any claim for payment until one of two things happens. 
until I turn up sufficient proof of death to convince them, or until a court declares your husband legally dead. I didn't really... Barney Wilson from the DA's office, for reasons of his own, is going to file for an immediate court decision. I'm pretty sure of that. It's... But as things stand now, my company will fight it. And with no more evidence than Wilson has, they'll be able to fight it successfully. But all those questions, what was the point? What were you driving at? Your husband's death had to result from one of three possible causes. One, an accident. Two, suicide. Three, murder. Murder? But the, the, there was there was no one with him except... Do you mean Danny? That's one possibility. One out of three. Oh, no. I have no reason at the moment to give it any more weight than the other two. But there is one thing certain, Mrs. Markey. In view of the circumstances, not one cent of insurance is going to be paid until one of those causes is proved. But what can I do? I don't know anything about it. Maybe you don't. Or maybe there's something you've forgotten, don't think is important. Or something you haven't wanted to talk about. I don't know, of course. But it might be worth thinking about. It was nearly dark when I left the house, and I wouldn't have noticed the man standing under a palm tree by the driveway if he hadn't made a sudden move to get out of sight. Then when I walked toward him, he scurried out of the drive and slipped into a car parked at the street. I could see it was an old model, but I couldn't identify the make. I caught the last three numbers on the license plate before it disappeared around a bend. I couldn't quite figure it. It might have been Haynes, or some ghoulish swindler who was scared off when he saw the widow wasn't alone. The numbers were 642. Expense account item 7, $3.75. Taxi back to my hotel. Item 8, $6 and a quarter. Dinner and incidentals there. And item 9, $1.40. Taxi again to the waterfront headquarters of the Harbor Police. 30 minutes later, I was in a police launch with Deputy Agent Barney Wilson, several miles down the coast, skimming across the water toward a bright cluster of spotlights where a salvage barge was working into the night to raise the burned hulk of the charter cruiser Fathom 5. You still got your mind set the same way, Mr. Dowell? What way was that? That there hasn't been any death or any murder? Oh, come now, Mr. Wilson. You're mistaking an honest scientific skepticism for a set of mine. Well, that's very pretty, Mr. Dollar. What does it mean? Well, I haven't taken any definite position yet. But I've got to see more evidence before I'll consider proof of death to be established without a question. That means you'll file a demur against a declaration by the courts, huh? It's not up to me. It's up to the company. But I can tell you right now that if you petition, they'll move to block it. You have no real evidence, Mr. Wilson. I'm getting it, though, piece by piece. The sea is starting to give up its prey, Mr. Dollar. What do you mean? The boys found his shoe late this afternoon, washed up in the surf, just about where you'd expect to find it if it had been carried in by the current. Identifiable? From the same New York shop that Marky's other shoes came from. Same size, same style. Well, it's something, all right, but it's still not conclusive. Well, what do you ask, that Marky walks up and tells you he's dead? No, no, I guess I'd settle for just seeing him that way. Oh, by the way, I wonder if you could have an auto license checked for me, a partial license on a used car, Florida plates... The last three numbers are 642. Well, that might take a while with no more than that to go on. Well, I've got an idea the car may have been purchased within the last three weeks or so. Maybe that'll narrow it down. You got an idea it may mean something? Look, I have no idea at all. I'm just playing the hunches. But it's about time something in this case started meaning something. We edged the launch up the side of the barge, tied up to a stanchion, and climbed on deck. Power winches on the derricks were still grinding away, and the sunken hull of the burned cruiser was nearing the surface. A crew of men waited with salvage pontoons, ready to float the supporting cradle into place as soon as the waterlogged hulk was raised. Wilson and I stood by the rail, watching. 
not talking, wondering, I suppose, what answers the wreck might supply us with. The taut steel cables inched their way slowly up from the depths. And finally, the boat itself broke the surface of the water. Then the men moved in with the pontoons, and other crew members dropped a suction hose into the water-filled hull and started a pump to empty it. Finally, the whole thing was high enough so we could see that the cabin and the deck were badly burned, almost destroyed. But strangely enough, the hull itself seemed to be undamaged. Then Wilson and I both noticed something at the same time, a solid column of water spotting from a round hole near the keel of the boat. And we both realized what it meant. Look, Dollar! Look there! Somebody opened the seacocks. Somebody left them wide open. So one thing is certain, it wasn't an accident. She was sunk deliberately. That's exactly what I've been trying to tell you right from the start. Huh? William Markey was murdered. Now, here's our star to tell you about tomorrow's intriguing episode of this week's story. Tomorrow, a photograph, a silver cup, a harried widow, and the dead begin to stir with life. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. Written by Les Crutchfield, it is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. Be sure to join us tomorrow night, same time and station, for the next exciting episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. This is Roy Rowan speaking. February 28th, 1956, yours truly, Johnny Dollar on Classic Radio Theater. Visit our webpage, Classic Radio Stream, to learn more about Classic Radio Collecting and contact me there. You can also hear our programs there on demand, as well as anywhere podcasts are served on the Internet if you just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. I'm Wyatt Cox. Support free radio by thanking this station, supporting the advertisers, and telling your friends the great radio shows are right here. Classic Radio Theater on your favorite station and the USA Radio Network. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com with Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price, just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByT-Mobile.com. 
You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com And they listen, the man is just about to say it. Yeah, let's everybody listen. The USA Radio Network presents the greatest radio programs of all time. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother. The CBS Radio Workshop, dedicated to man's imagination, the theater of the mind. This is classic radio theater. Want to get away from it all? The FBI in peace and war. Fibber, McGee, and Molly. The unexpected. The unexpected. The unexpected. Now here's your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friend. Larry Thor, starring in an episode of Broadway Is My Beat from 71 years ago, January 31st, 1950, the Roberto Segarra murder case. And we thank you for tuning in. On this Sunday, 31st day of January, 31st day of the year, 334 days remaining until we get to 2022. Confederate General Robert E. Lee became General-in-Chief of the Confederate Forces on this date in 1865. 3M marketed Scotch tape for the first time on this date in 1930. The Green Hornet radio show debuted on this date in 1936. In 1945, Army Private Eddie Slovic executed the first American soldier since the Civil War to be executed for desertion. President Truman announced a program to develop the hydrogen bomb on this date in 1950. Three students on a high, junior high school playground in Picoma, California, among the eight persons killed on this date in 1957, following the mid-air collision between a Douglas DC-7 airliner and a Northrop F-89 Scorpion fighter jet above the San Fernando Valley section of L.A. The first successful launch of an American satellite into orbit on this date in 1958. Cape Canaveral, Florida, and a final checkup for the 70-foot Jupiter C about to put the Explorer into orbit around the Earth. The success of the Russian Sputniks and the failure of America's Vanguard project must have been in the minds of all concerned as the moment for firing approached. Eight, seven, six, five. The United States is ready to try and place its first Earth satellite into five, orbit. Five, and there is a sudden tremendous burst of flame. We can see the Jupiter C missile on its way. We may be sure that a great sigh of relief accompanied the Explorer as it soared away into outer space, exactly according to plan. Excerpt from BBC Radio. 
James Van Allen discovered the Van Allen radiation belt on this date in 1958. Ham the Chimp traveled into outer space on a Mercury Redstone rocket on this date in 1961. After a 37-day pause, President Johnson ordered the resumption of airstrikes in Vietnam in 1966. On this Monday morning in Vietnam, at my direction, after complete and thorough consultation and agreement with the government of South Vietnam, United States aircraft have resumed action in North Vietnam. It was on this date in 1988, President Reagan spoke at a memorial service honoring the crew of the space shuttle Challenger who were killed at liftoff three days earlier. Sometimes when we reach for the stars, we fall short, but we must pick ourselves up again and press on despite the pain. Our nation is indeed fortunate that we can still draw on immense reservoirs of courage, character, and fortitude. That we're still blessed with heroes like those of the Space Shuttle Challenger. Dick, Mike, Judy, L, Ron, Greg, and Krista. Your families and your country mourn your passing. We bid you goodbye. We will never forget you. Over 10,000 were on hand for the ceremony. The first Russian McDonald's opened in Moscow on this date in 1999. And it was on this date in 1992, Howard Cosell retired. This is Howard Cosell saying goodbye. After Cosell's wife died of a heart attack two years earlier, the sportscaster's health began to fail. He would die of a cardiac embolism three years later at the age of 77. President Clinton authorized a $20 billion loan to Mexico on this date in 1995 to stabilize its economy. In the Netherlands, a Scottish court convicted a Libyan and acquitted another for their part in the bombing of Pan Am Flight 103, which crashed into Lockerbie, Scotland in 1998. In 2004, Mystery Science Theater 3000 ended its run on the Sci-Fi Channel it still is around today, though, in reruns, particularly uh, on the Pluto TV. The child molestation trial of superstar Michael Jackson began in California on this date in 2005. Jackson himself would appeal to the public for a fair trial. In the last few weeks, a large amount of ugly, malicious information has been released into the media about me. Apparently, this information was leaked through transcripts in a grand jury proceeding, where neither my lawyers nor I ever appeared. The information is disgusting and false. And in 2006, Samuel Alito assumed office as the 110th Supreme Court Justice of the U.S. Among those passing away on this date, the inventor of FM radio, Edwin Armstrong, author A.A. A. Milne from uh, the Winnie the Pooh series, Samuel Goldwyn, the movie executive, and jazz drummer Cozy Cole. This is the birth date of composer Franz Schubert, Writer Zane Gray, actor Sigur Eddie Cantor, actress Tallulah Bankhead, darling, who has a much lower voice than mine, had a much lower voice than mine, comedian Gary Moore, singer Mario Lanza, actress Carol Channing, writer-journalist Norman Mailer, actor James Franciscus, and actress Suzanne Plachette. From the Airplane uh, and Beverly Hills Cop series, Jonathan Banks is 74, 
KC of KC and the Sunshine Band, 70 years old today. The Sex Pistols' Johnny Rotten is 64. Fit Finley, pro wrestler, is 63. His son is active in New Japan Pro Wrestling and doing quite well, thank you. From Cocktail and Roadhouse, Kelly Lynch, 62. Actress Minnie Driver is 51. From Scandal, Kerry Washington is 44. And Justin Timberlake is 40. Those some of the people who celebrate the uh, 31st day of January as their birthday. If this happens to be your birthday... Hi, we're the four freshmen, and we just want to say... Happy birthday to you! From 71 years ago, January 31st, 1950, Broadway is my beat on this uh, Sunday edition of Classic Radio Theater. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. For three years, you've heard me talk about my pillow and the MyPillow Premium Pillow and how I get the best night's sleep of my life, how they don't go flat. They are washable and dryable and made in the USA. And it continues the MyPillow Premium Pillow Special for Mike Lindell, a standard or queen size premium MyPillow, $29.98. You're saving $40. Bucks. King size pillows, only $5 more. 60 day money back guarantee, 10 year warranty made in the USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. And while you're at MyPillow.com, check out all the deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products. MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. America's founders knew power corrupts, and ultimate power corrupts ultimately, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's why they built in checks and balances to prevent any one group from seizing all power. And that's why our president is elected by a college of electors, to protect the rights of little states like Delaware and Wyoming against giants like New York and California. After all, our country is a republic, the United States of America, not the United State. Our states are independent, sovereign powers who created the federal government, not the other way around. And that's why all power ultimately lies in we the people and the states, not a central dictatorship of cronies. Did you know that? Thank God for the U.S. Constitution. Find out more how our amazing Constitution and Bill of Rights protect us, the citizens, against power craves politicians in Washington. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. Now on Classic Radio Theater, we are going back 71 years, January 31st, 1950, Broadway is My Beat, starring Larry Thor. 
Broadway's my beat, from Times Square to Columbus Circle. The gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway's My Beat, with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Broadway, it's the end of the dream and the start of the wilderness. The dumping ground of odds and ends and beginnings and leftovers. It's a place to stop and take the kind of pleasure you need. It's a street of neon names that beckons to your loneliness. And you better hurry, kid, because it's a street where your name is written on water. It's Broadway, my beat. At 11.45 on a January night, you look down on Broadway and watch it generate its own heat. Like I was doing from my office window at headquarters. Then a call came from a shy caller. He preferred to be anonymous, he said. And he gave an address and he said I'd better come there. He said not to knock, to walk right in. And his disguised voice couldn't disguise the urgency in it. So I went. The address was on 116th Street, just off Amsterdam, a section where the posters are in Spanish and furtive laughter mixes lightly with a dimly heard tango rhythm. The street was dark and there were no house numbers. I beg your pardon, where's number 212? Mm. Thanks. Open up, it's the police. Okay, I'm coming in. sat there, like death almost. Only her fingers moved, whipping the strings of a guitar. Black hair spread over her shoulders, and frozen eyes, and a single tear. And near her, sprawled on the floor, a man. A man and the knife in his heart. A dead man. What happened here? Who are you? Who is this man? lost the guitar, searched for it, then her body twisted slowly to the floor. Even in the moment of her final embrace of shock and nothingness, the movement was somehow exquisite and dance-like. And the pattern they made, the girl and the boy, was a pattern of torment and death. Then the cold cycle of murder began. The dead boy's wallet established him as Roberto Segura, and this room was his home. Dr. Sinsky reported that the boy had been dead for three hours, probably killed at about nine o'clock. The girl was Christina Perez. She was in extreme shock and should be taken home. She was. I waited until morning to go back to her. You desire something, senor? I'm Danny Clover of the police. I want to talk to Christina Perez. Please, come in, senor. Thank you. It's necessary first to be granted the permission of Don Eduardo. Oh? The father of Cristina. I see. And you, you're... Cristina is the child of my body also. I am the mother of Cristina. Wait here for a moment, please, senor. Of course. Don Eduardo? Si, senora. Una persona del policía, senor Clover. 
I am Don Eduardo Pérez, senor. The heritage of my forefathers demands I say you are welcome in my house, but I will not say it for the reason that I abhor your presence. I was told I needed your permission to talk to Cristina. See, I'm asking you for it. Have you observed, senor, that your feet are standing on the tiles of the immortal artist Goya? Everything else in my house is at least of equal value. Some possessions are even more extraordinary. I'm happy for you, Eduardo. Cristina, where is she? Even more extraordinary, more delicate, more fragile. Cristina is such. You mean I can't see her? I think I have made it plain. No, Eduardo, it's all cluttered up. Explain it to me. Your own doctor said my Cristina was in shock. You do not believe your workmen like doctors? Yeah, I do. Dr. Sinsky's a good workman. He said Cristina should be over it by now. My physician says no. And now you must go, senor. You must have many official duties. I'm glad you said that. I do, Eduardo. Like the murdered boy, Roberto Segura. Did you know him? He was not permitted in my house. Still, Christina was in love with him. She was not. She was not. Not with that. But she was with him when he was dying and dead. Maybe she was with him when someone put a knife into him. This you will have to wait to find out, senor. Only until my Christina is well. Until you are permitted to see her. I'll wait. Keep watching over Christina. Don't want her to get lost, Eduardo. She's in your custody. Is that plain, Eduardo? Don Eduardo Perez smiled his finest Castilian smile to make it known that it was plain. He made it even plainer by looking my hat onto my head, then staring me out of the door. I called headquarters. They had a couple of things for me. They'd searched Roberto's room and noted that the only bright spot in the otherwise drab walk-up was a color photograph of Christina Perez... And then there may be important thing. Roberto had a roommate, one Johnny Martinez. A dishwasher, they told me, because they'd checked. In a restaurant on 112th Street. That's where I went to see Johnny Martinez. Your name Martinez? Johnny Martinez? Uh-huh. Where'll I put down these dishes? Yeah, I'm Johnny Martinez. Haven't I seen you before? Maybe my back was turned, because I don't remember you. You're a boxer, aren't you? I've seen you at the fights. You must have come early to see me. Never fought better than the first four-round prelim. I got yelling in one fight. Never left me. I'm from the police. My name's Danny Clover. What have you been doing? Been doing a jail for a year and a day. Tuesday will be an anniversary of my being out three months. What'd they get you for? Attempted robbery with a weapon. I stuck a shiv at a small man with glasses. He hit me over the head with a briefcase and knocked me cool. I lost that like I lost everything else. You roomed with Roberto Segura. You know I did, else he wouldn't be here. Know any reason why he should be murdered? Sure. Somebody hit him. You? No. Mm -mm. Not me. Papers say Roberto was killed at 9 last night. I was here till 10.30. Eight hours all the time. Ask the proprietor. Yeah. Tell me about Roberto, Johnny. What was he, Clover? Guy with long sideburns, a family trade from Guadalajara, and maybe a buck thirty-five in his pocket. Like me. You're a bitter boy. No. No, not bitter. I read the right papers. Roberto never would. Do you know Christina Paris? I'm not trying to stall you, Clover. It takes a second to gather up all the nice things about her and turn them into a smile. That way, huh? Do you know her, Clover? Have you talked to her? Have you looked at her? Only she loved Roberto. I know. Now what? Roberto is dead. 
Now I can try my best. Now I'll get haircuts and be a gentleman. And in a week or so, Christina will smile. Because I'll say something that'll amuse her. Anything else, Quilla? Yeah. What did Roberto do last night? What were his plans? Same as always. He spent the evenings at Papa Candelaria's place. I guess last night, too, part of it. Papa Candelaria, huh? What's that? Upstairs private club for the natives, Clover. Tried 1203 116th Street. Upstairs, but legitimate. They open at 9 and a p.m. Thanks, Johnny. I'll see you. Yeah, sure. I'll look for you. sent you. <laughs> Hello. What's your name, kid? Joe. Joe Candelaria. I am 11 years old. I am in the seventh grade. And when I'm a case, I am allowed to stay up until 12 o'clock at night. Hmm? What's your name, kid? Danny. Danny Clover. Danny? I like that name. <laughs> then you won't mind that I'm from the police, huh, Joe? Mine? I am delighted. You are my brother. Huh? Positively my brother. I myself am a private ojo. What? Private ojo. Spanish for private eye. Oh, oh, I'll bet you're good, Joe. The best, sweethearts. Nothing escapes from my keen eye, my keen intelligence. Only last night, I saw a big black car with two hoodlums sitting in it with dangerous machine guns. Uh, Joe, I... The other day, I found a lady's glove. One glove. And I knew she was in desperate trouble because she left behind one glove. And this, to Joe Candelaria, was a clue. I hate to break it up, Joe, but I've got to get in there into the club. Is it all right? Oh, you are on a case, too? Yeah, Joe, that's the way it is, a case. We understand, as a fellow professional. Don't speak further. I understand. It's a room at the end of the hall, brother. Thanks, pal. Good luck, sweethearts. I'll go back to my post. The room at the end of the hall was without windows. Its walls whitewashed to better display the posters of gypsy dancers in scarlet, of bullfighters in gold, and of wounded bulls on yellow sand. The shadows of the men that filled the room were black and of great depth. Over it all hung a veil of cigar smoke and the odor of licorice. And in the center, in a cleared space, dancing to savage music was Christina Perez, like some animal in fury. Watching her at a little marble-topped table was her father, Don Eduardo. Your physician, Eduardo. He prescribed this for Christina. Quiet, fool. Christina is dancing. Flame. Tiger. Look at her. Is it all right if we talk now, Eduardo? Christina is a sublime artist. Makes me ill to be distracted when she dances. What do you want, senor? I put Christina in your custody because you said she was too sick to talk to me. She got better fast, didn't she, Eduardo? As you say, senor, she got better fast. You still wish to speak with her? Yeah, I still wish. My Christina is in her dressing room. It is through those curtains and down a hall. Yeah. Hey, what, what? Whoever it was didn't answer me. Whoever it was, was pounding on me. Over and over. Whoever it was. 
are listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Produced by Elliot Lewis, Broadway is My Beat, starring Larry Thor from 71 years ago, January 31st, 1950. I'm Wyatt Cox. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday with us here on Classic Radio Theater. The news from 71 years ago today comes up in just a few moments. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com well, Christmas time is over, but you know what's not over? The My Pillow Special. A very special deal right now. And you've heard me talking about My Pillow now for close to 3 years. You know that the My Pillow never goes flat. You can wash them and dry them. They come out just as good as new. They maintain their shape and they are made in the USA. They all come with a 10-year warranty and for a limited time Mike Lindell offering his premium my pillows for a very special price. The standard or queen size premium my pillows $40 off, 29.98. King size my pillows, the premium pillows, are only $5 more. And the 60-day money back guarantee now has been extended to March 1st of 2021. What a great time to get a MyPillow for you or the person you love. Yeah, give it to them as a late Christmas gift. Just give it to them or get an extra one for yourself. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175 and use my promo code USA. The benefit of going online is that you can see all the other specials, the Giza Dreams bed sheets, my pillow mattress topper, my pillow dog beds, and the my pillow towel sets that are absolutely wonderful. Uh, don't wait. Go right now to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. The best thing to get you in shape for a new year is the gift of a great night's sleep. MyPillow.com, Radio Listener Square. Use my promo code USA. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com 
Every sandwich has bread, every burger has a bun, but these warm, golden, smooth steam buns, these are special. Reserved for the very best. The filet fish and you. You can have them too. Enjoy any size Sprite for a dollar with your filet fish Actually, why have one filet fish when you could have two for just $6? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Thank you for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater here on your favorite station. An episode of Broadway is My Beat starring Larry Thor as it was originally broadcast Tuesday, January 31st, 1950. In the newspapers of that Tuesday, 71 years ago, these were some of the headlines. Secretary of State Johnson soberly cautioned last night an attack on this country could come from the opposite hemisphere without warning and with unpredictable fury. He put this warning into his first annual report in which he noted parenthetically that Russia now has the secret of atomic explosives. But at another point, Johnson expressing belief that the prospect of war is diminishing despite the Russian attitude, he wrote, while we must recognize the bitter truth that there can be no real peace and security, so long as our free world is blighted by the sinister shadow of an aggressive totalitarian power, which has persistently refused to cooperate with its democratic neighbors, and which has repeatedly demonstrated hostility to our form of government, we have good reason to believe that the prospects of averting another world conflict are steadily improving. Senator Tidings, Democrat of Maryland, chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee, urged last night the U.S. go ahead with development of the hydrogen bomb, saying our failure to have it could invite attack. Tidings, the second major Senate committee head, to come out flatly for development of the H-bomb, which reportedly will be 8 to 1,000 times more powerful than present atomic weapons. The Communications Workers of America yesterday signaled the start of a nationwide telephone strike at 6 a.m. February 8th, a week from tomorrow, by ordering 100,000 telephone workers off their jobs at that hour. Union President Joseph A. Baring said the strike would then force a general stoppage of telephone service by setting up picket lines at almost every exchange in the country. Meanwhile, Senator Byrd, the Democrat of Virginia, demanded the Senate call on President Truman to crack down on the coal strike immediately or risk a critical situation in a period of hours. Even as the Virginian spoke to the Senate, Truman was believed poised to step into the worsening situation after a warning hit of White House intervention failed to halt new walkouts. A U.S. Air Force plane engaged in the search for a missing C-54 with 44 persons aboard was three hours overdue on its scheduled return to White House Yukon Territories base. America's treatment of its Negro citizens will determine India's course of action in the Cold War with Russia. That's the view of Dr. M.W. Johnson, president of Howard University, who recently returned from an all-India conference attended by five other American educators. Ann Arbor, Michigan firemen stood by and watched when they arrived at the home of Charles Andrews to extinguish a small fire. It seems Andrews had retired as fire chief in 1939 and had the blaze under control. When Vincent M. Dunn of Mount Clements, Michigan lays down the law to his wife, Betty Jane, she throws it right back at him. Seems the Dunns received their law degrees together and both are in practice. 
And those are some of the day's top news stories as reported in the newspapers of Tuesday, January 31st, 1950. On your radio, Broadway is my beat, which continues next on this Sunday edition of Classic Radio Theater. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I work in healthcare, and I haven't gotten even a runny nose. I'm pretty convinced that this is something to do with it. And you know what? I will never be without it. It's amazing. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. If you enjoy our Classic Radio Theater broadcasts and want to start building a collection of your own, go to classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream. There you'll find links to great classic radio collections on CD, along with links to great reading on classic radio, plus classic radio theater on demand. Check out our webpage, available now at classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream. And enjoy. Rockstar Radio. Did you know this station, this network, is looking for their next rock star broadcaster? That's right, we are. And it could be you. It could be you interviewing the guests, talking to the newsmakers right in the middle of everything. Have you ever dreamed of being a rock star show host? Now could be your chance. Together with this station, we'll help you with everything you need. The studios, the equipment, your own producer, a co-host if you'd like, and so much more. Broadcasting is changing. There's never been a need for fresh voices and unique opinions like there is right now. You can do this. Our professional team will guide you every step of the way. Sound effects, show content, building your social network media, and everything you need to be the next Rockstar broadcaster. Get all the details. Email bill at rockstar.today. That's bill at rockstar.today. To get started with your own show, email bill at rockstar.today. That's bill at rockstar.today. Don't wait. You could be the next voice for America. Email bill at rockstar.today. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Policy points and availability vary by state. On our Monday edition of Classic Radio Theater, an episode of Amos and Andy from 68 years ago, February 1st, 1953. It seems Mama has a crush on Percival Taylor Jackson and plans to marry him. And when the kingfish learns he's going to lose the $100 a month rent that Mama's been paying, he decides to try to break up the wedding plans. That's on Monday's Classic Radio Theater, but now the conclusion of this Sunday edition, Broadway Is My Beat, starring Larry Thor, from 71 years ago today, January 31st, 1950. Broadway.
Broadway is a place that hardly ever gets excited. It takes the winning of a war to do that, or the opening of a musical comedy. The best response you can expect for a murdered boy in a cheap room is polite applause. This for maintaining the violent death rate of the city. And a man can lie in an alley in a tortured, painful sleep, and Broadway tiptoes right by him. And the next morning, the man can walk down the subway steps, wiping blood off his face, and Broadway will turn its back. It's a tired movie they've seen before. I know all this because it happened to me. No one gave me a backward glance until I returned to headquarters. Then I got clucked over by two mother hens at the infirmary, Dr. Sinsky being efficient and Sergeant Tartaglia being nervous. Does, does it hurt much, Danny? It hurts, Tartaglia. Well, now, don't you worry about a thing. Just that you should get okay again. Just that your head should look symmetrical. You know, Danny, this is an interesting formation you got on top of your head here. The bump on top of a lump. I could write it up for the journals. <laughs> Take it easy, Doc. Read me what you got so far, Tantaglia. Yeah, sure, Danny, sure. Now, in the matter of suspects, we have none for the following reasons. The deceased, Roberto Segura, being deceased at 9 o'clock, that lets out Johnny Martinez, who was at his place of business until 10.30. Check. Senor and Senora Perez in each other's company until 10 p.m. Check. And about the girl, Christine... Grab hold to the table, Danny. This might hurt a Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that stuff? Uh, here's the bottle, Danny. Yeah, but what is it? Uh, a doctor's free sample a commercial laboratory sent me this morning. First time I tried it. Right, sir. It's a good sign. The girl, Christina, Danny. Not only don't we get an alibi from her, we don't get her either. She's missing, Danny. What? Hey, get back on the table, Danny. Where do you think you're going? I got only one place to go, Doc. Get me a squad car to Taglia. Papa Candelario. Si, senor. Que quiere? I was here last night. You must have seen me. You know who I am. No entiendo, senor. You mean you don't understand English? No English. No entiendo. Uh, try hard, Papa. I'm of the police. Police, understand? No entiendo, senor. I'll try this. I was beaten up here last night. This could make trouble for Papa Candelario. Big trouble. Papa Candelario? Yes, soy Papa Candelario. Que quiere, senor? <sighs> Cristina Perez, Papa. What does that do to you? Cristina Perez. Yeah, Papa, yeah. Christian Perez, that's right. Where is she? She was here last night. She's disappeared. Oh, look who is here. My brother, Danny Clover. Joe. Joe, am I glad to see you. And I am glad to see you, sir, sweetheart. You know that big case I was working on? A big black car with a gun sauce? I think it is all solved. Joe, Joe, listen. I, I want you to do something for me. Anything, Danny. You are my brother. I want you to translate for me. Huh? I have to ask your father some questions. He doesn't understand English, so I want you to translate for me. Papa, please. Danny is my brother. Please speak to him. All right, Jose. I, I will tell him. Oh, then you do. Si, senor. I do speak English. I only tell you this because it is the wish of my son, whom I love. You will find Cristina Perez with her mother at the convent of Santa Cecilia. That is all I can tell you. Oh, Papa, you are my brother. Papa is now a brother to both of us. Huh, Danny? Yeah, Joe. Thank Papa for me and you too, kid. Thanks, brother. The convent of St. Cecilia stood high on Morningside Drive. A sister led me through a courtyard and into a gray stone building and into a room. A large room, simply furnished. She told me to wait. 
and she left. It was 15 minutes before the door swung softly open again. Senora Perez and her daughter, Christina. They didn't seem surprised to see me. They walked to a cast-iron bench and sat down and folded their hands and waited. Senora Perez? Who was it that sent you to us, senor? Papa Candelaria. This is difficult to believe. No, mother. It isn't difficult. You must realize, like I do, that it's useless to hide from the police. Why are you hiding, Christina? My mother thought it was the best way. Now it doesn't matter. Well, that still doesn't explain very much. You were in Roberta's apartment when they found him dead. You were dancing when you should have been sick. You ran away when you should have been available. Let's start up top and see why. I was supposed to meet Roberto. A rendezvous, Mr. Clover. On the night he died. He was late. I went to his place to look for him. I found him dead. Go on. I danced because my father wished to look at me dancing. I do not disobey my father. Under any circumstances, never. Christina. Mr. Mr. Clover isn't a fool. He'll find out anything. Christina, enough. You have said already too much. And I ran away because my mother wished me to run away. I do not disobey my mother either. Tell me something, Christina. Tell me about Roberto. I loved him. Your father. What was his reaction to Roberto? My father hated him. Roberto had a roommate, Johnny Martinez. What about him? My father hated him. I'm getting the impression that your father hated anyone who had an emotion about you. Senor Perez, he is evil. I tell you this because you should know it. I tell you he is evil. He will never return to Senor Perez. You understand why, Senor? I'm beginning to. What now, Christina? What are you going to do now? That depends on you, Mr. Clover. Am I arrested? Not if you stay right here, you're not. It will be like that, then. Good. Don't worry about anything, Senora Paris. If what you say is true, your husband had his own type motive for killing Roberto. Except for one thing. And that is what, Senor? He just couldn't have done it. You're his alibi for nine o'clock. He was with you and the murder was done. Maria Perez sank to her knees, drew the black lace shawl close about her head. With the fingers of her clasped hands moving endlessly in a kind of torn pleading, began a voiceless prayer. Christina looked at me for a long time, her eyes empty and staring. At the door, I turned back for a moment, and Christina had not moved, had not changed. It was hard to believe that this was the girl who danced with fury and like flame. At headquarters, nothing added up. Nothing took shape. Motives were there, but alibis were there too. Hard, cold, unbreakable. No one, it seemed, was around when Roberta Segura was murdered. They had reason to be there, but they hadn't made it. They were somewhere else. I don't like busting in, Danny. What but... do you want, Tartaglia? Well, you have a visitor. Tell him I'm busy. I'm out. Anything you think of. Oh, I tried, Danny. I tried, but it's no use. Your visitor is... Uh, now, wait, let me see. Uh, Don Jose Miguel... With me, sweetheart. 
Joe, Joe, Calendaria. Hello, kid. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Look, kid, I'm pretty busy right now. I... Oh, sure. Okay, Danny. But look, Joe... How would you like to have Sergeant Tataglia show you around police headquarters? Oh, that would be super keen. Do you mean it, Danny? Sure, kid. Take Joe around, Tataglia. Everything. The works. Sure, Danny, sure. Come on, let's go, Don Jose. Wait a minute, Sergeant. First, I must tell Danny it's all solved my case. The black card, the glove, it's all solved. Let's go, Sergeant. Hey, wait a minute. What's this about the black card, Joe? You're almost talking about it. Very mysterious, Danny. This black car was standing there for a long time with all its windows open. Oh, that's bad, huh? I don't know about that, but it is very mysterious because it was so cold that night. So cold, I wore my hoppy shirt and my hoppy jacket and my hoppy hat. Where was this car, Joe? In front of the house of Don Eduardo Pérez. Oh? When was it, Joe? Night before last? That's right. Night before last. 11 o'clock by my Mickey Mouse watch. Who was in the car, Joe? You said there were two men. Did you recognize them? See, si, see. Si. Who were they, Joe? Who were they? Do not ask me, Danny, because I cannot tell you. Why? A good detective should tell other detectives, Joe, when he has something important. I cannot tell you, Danny, because I am not a good detective. I am only an afraid detective. I cannot tell you. Now I cannot see police headquarters? <laughs> sure, Joe. Sure you can see it. Go on, Tataglia. Take my brother Joe around. Senor Clover. Yeah, Eduardo. Senor Clover. Invite me in. You have come to tell me you have found my Christina? Yeah, that too. Let's go inside, shall we? It's warm in here. Not cold like outside, Eduardo. Where is she, senor? You have no right to torment me. It can go badly for you. For all of us. You and me. Where is she, senor? I must go to her. She's at the convent of St. Cecilia with her mother. Uh... Don't bother with your coat and hat, Eduardo. You won't need them. What? You won't need them. We'll bring Christina to you. If she wants, we'll let her visit you in her cell. What are you trying to tell me, senor? I'm not trying, Eduardo. It's easy to say. You're under arrest for the murder of Roberto Segura. You are insane. It had me fooled, Eduardo, for a long time. Such an airtight alibi. All because we thought the boy was murdered at 9 o'clock. You have a reason to believe it was at another time? Yeah. Say around 11. That was neat, Eduardo, killing him, then letting his body sit in your car in the cold air so that rigor mortis would set in quickly. You talk with the mouth of a babbling idiot. And you brought him to his room, and because it was warm there, Dr. Sinsky figured the boy had been dead for three hours. Because that's how long rigor mortis might take in a warm room. But in the cold, in a car with open windows, it doesn't take so long, huh, Eduardo? No. You are right, senor. It is a good way to kill a good way to deceive the stupid ones of the law. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty stupid, Eduardo. We don't understand how it means to possess things like Goya tiles or a daughter like Christina, your Christina. You killed her to keep her to yourself, didn't you, Eduardo? No one good enough for Christina but you. It is as you say, senor. No one good enough. So I had Roberto killed. You had help? Of course. I do not soil my hands unnecessarily, senor. Johnny Martinez helped me. Why should he do that? Because I promised him Christina. 
<laughs> but you, senor, or you, I need no help. I will kill you with my own hands. Give me the gun, Eduardo. <laughs> it frightens you, brave senor. Yeah, it does that. Give it to me. Drop it. Now I've got the gun, Eduardo. What does it do to you? Frighten you? You will not kill me. You will not. Let's go, Eduardo. you got to be booked for murder. I can get to Johnny Martinez later. You got to him already, Clover. Well, Johnny. Welcome. Eavesdropping, huh? No, no. Don't turn around, Clover. Now that you've peeped at my gun, just keep it in mind. Sure, I've been eavesdropping. The next room. I don't mind. You can come to headquarters, too. Shoot him, Johnny. Kill him. You should have killed him last night when you knocked him unconscious. Kill him! All right, all right. If you say so, Senor Perez, all right. Just this before you do, Johnny. Eduardo would like to know about it. Know about what, Senor? The, the gun I'm pointing at you. If Johnny shoots me, I'm just liable to react. I'm liable to grab onto something when Johnny's bullet hits me. The trigger of this gun, maybe. Then you're liable to be shot, Eduardo. Killed, maybe. Got a point, Senor Perez. Well? I... Johnny! Do what? What do you want me to do? Grab that gun! Grab it! Grab that gun! Like I was saying, let's go get booked for murder, huh? Broadway. It's an enchanted island or a desert of dust. A crazy dance that starts off wild and winds down to a dirge in blues time. You look at it one way and it's a magician's pitch with golden mirrors and jeweled fountains. Then you blink and the whole thing dissolves. Your hands are bloody from beating against a wall corroded with pain. It's Broadway. The gaudiest, the most violent the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat. Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia. The musical score was composed by Alexander Courage and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. And the program was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The cast tonight included Tony Barrett, Jeanette Nolan, Herb Butterfield, Jack Crucian, Michael Ann Barrett, and Armando Corral. From January 31st, 1950, Broadway is my beat on this Sunday edition of Classic Radio Theater. Hope you'll take the time to come visit my webpage, classicradio.stream. There you can stream. If you miss a show on this station, you don't have to miss it altogether. Uh, classicradio.stream streams our shows on demand. You can learn more about classic radio collecting and contact me there. Classicradio.stream or anywhere podcasts are served, including the iHeartRadio app and Spotify. Uh, just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. 
I'm Wyatt Cox. Thank this station, support the advertisers, and tell all your friends the great radio shows are right here at this spot on the dial. Classic Radio Theater on your favorite station and the USA Radio Network. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save an average of $470 on your auto insurance. That's a lot of money in just a few minutes. With savings like that, you could be lounging on an impractical amount of ornate and overpriced throw pillows you bought for your couch. But you won't because you're better with money than that. That's why you're calling us in the first place. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Based on average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com The USA Radio Network presents the greatest radio programs of all time. Jack Benny program. Look, bud, I said your money or your life. I'm thinking it over. Fibber McGee and Molly. Straighten up that closet one of these days. This is classic radio theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Uh. <laughs> the Bob Hope Show. Transcribed direct from Hollywood. Well, hello. Come right in. Oh, George, we've got company. From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show. Now here's your host, Wyatt Cox. Well, our friend Debbie loves Bob and Ray. And far be it from me not to let Debbie down. Because Debbie's a sweetheart. And we appreciate her. Uh, Debbie, here you go. An episode of Matinee with Bob and Ray. Not a network show, but a local show. Uh, I believe it was... I've got to look up where it was originally broadcast. I'll do that while we're listening to this episode of Matinee and Bob with Bob and Ray. October 25th, 1948. Uh, 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 Matinee with Bob and Ray. 
o'clock. And here again, the public service program called Matinee with Bob and Randall 130. Broadway conditions are atop of Mount Washington this morning. The football game broadcast will start. Speed limit was 15 miles an hour. The wind was flowing northwesterly in direction. Music on the program is furnished by uh, Ken Sturdley and William William Green. Let's not. We uh, might mention that uh, William Green is featured with the Ruby Newman Orchestra, who's playing this week in Death Valley. They're doing a big split week out there. No, how about that character panning himself off as William Green? Well, you know, I came across some information over the weekend. I met several people, and they Such said, What do you have for music on the show? And I said, Ken and Bill. I said, Bill who? I said, Bill Green. He said, They'd never heard of him, but when I said William Green. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. That's the name he goes by. Professor. Oh, yes, Fat William. Fat, fat Billy, they call Yeah, him. but they don't dare call it to him when he's at the Somerset. No, they don't. Mm-mm. No, sir, they, they're very We might mention that William Green is flying to London to do a, a performance. William Green hopes he's flying to London. He doesn't know yet. No, that's a real <laughs> fact. Can you imagine the poor British having to send over here to get a character like that to come when and play? When they've got for... Reggie Goff. I know it. They have Reggie Goff. <laughs> they have Reggie Goff, and they have Vera Lynn, and... Uh, and they have uh, Flanagan and Allen. And yet they have to send to America for Green. For Ruby Newman and Green. Right. Is Ruby going with you, yeah. too? Uh-huh. Say, I was some Northeaster. I, uh, You're going to hang your stocking down underneath the altar. Over the weekend. I had a na- uh, rather nasty time batting down the hatch as I was... Up. I did, too, down at my, my ocean I was, uh, place. There. I was on my uh, my boat over the weekend, Bob. <laughs> on uh, your my, what? My yacht. And, yeah. uh, boy, I certainly ran into a rough sea. Well, it was rather rough and... I had an awful time getting it back on a dry dock this morning. Yeah. Fortunately, it's there, and I made work. You have to get up a little bit earlier this morning, did you? Get in here. And yeah, and take drive care. in. Be careful. By the way, I'd like to take this time to, to speak about the hazard of wet leaves. All right. It's a hazard. We uh, had a lot of a lot of late entries arrive in our big contest this morning. We might mention that we had some that came a little too late, too. Yeah, they just weren't in the running, that's We all. said if it was after midnight Sunday, we wouldn't consider them, and we haven't. Midnight Saturday, we said. Midnight Saturday, I'm sorry. Yeah. However, all of you who did get them in under the deadline, the judges are working fast and furiously to uh, find the winner, whom we'll announce on Wednesday. Yeah, and just as soon as Bob and I decide the winner, we'll let you know. <laughs> and then on Friday night, that's the big night, we have a lot of honorable mentions. I thought maybe you'd like to uh, uh, say something about that, Ray. We'll yes. Have... Uh, had we had extra prizes, a $500 bond would have gone out to Stephen Sturdley of Jamaica Plain for his fine entry. And had we been giving away Cadillacs, we had five people who wrote such nice letters that they would have received a Cadillac if we'd been giving them one. A Westinghouse electric blanket would have been awarded if we had it to a fine letter that was submitted from Concord. A Westinghouse laundromat would have gone to Mrs. C.H. Sturdley in Wilmington <laughs> if we'd been giving those away. Thanks a lot, but uh, we have so many more that we might have given away that we don't have time to go into a A list time. of the prizes that we might have sent out had we been giving any for second place and so forth will be sent upon receipt of a self-addressed stamp. Hey, well, the political campaign is coming down to the last stretch. Yes, and sir, We it thought is. we'd go into the whole thing from top to bottom and square you away on it, friends, today. You'll be hearing a lot of political broadcasts from now until November 2nd. And uh, we thought that we'd uh, give you a little insight on what you might look for in listening to these political programs so that you won't be completely uh, unknowing when you when you do hear them. You'll hear some on this station, I presume. I imagine so. Uh, a few other things you can look for are... Uh, the politicians who make speeches 
and are introduced by the announcer. They've had a half an hour to three quarters of an hour, for instance, to clear their throats, and it usually goes something. We present the Honorable J. Edgar Sturdley, candidate for congressman in the 4th District, who will speak to you for the next five minutes in the interest of so-and-so. Congressman Sturdley. <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> he always waits until the introduction <coughs> clears his throat. Thank you, and <coughs> hello. And then there's always the, the one... Truth. There's always the one the who runs, uh, runs short. He, he comes into the studio and has a, has a big pile of papers, and the announcer speaks to him beforehand. And, uh, yes, you use this microphone right here, sir. Yes. Uh, uh, how, how long do you expect to speak? You, your script there, you have how many pages? I have 14 pages, and I, I run just about run them. I can read a page in about a minute. All right, I'm then. on for how long again? Fourteen minutes and a half. Yeah, would you run? I'll give me some water. Please. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you go out and get him some water, come back, put him on the air. Six minutes, he's all through. <laughs> and you have to fill with... <laughs> with that. And, and just imagine. That, of course, is the... All right, that's enough, Phil. And then there's the one that uh, always runs over. He tells you he has seven minutes. And furthermore... Uh, yeah, all right, sir. When you march to the polls on November 2nd... You have been listening to the Honorable... We want you to exercise your franchise... And then he gets going faster and faster. And force the straight line. You have been listening and, to the Honorable uh, J. Edgar Sturdy. So long as I have a few moments uh, remaining. <laughs> and he just keeps on going. So, uh... He runs right into some other program, which is usually a swell thing, because that program is usually not worth hearing. No, it's usually a program of organ reveries, which starts out like this. The facilities of this time have been purchased by the Organ Reveries for Sturdley Campaign Committee. Organ Reveries will be number five on a ballot. All right. Ken Wilson now plays the number one instrumental hit across the nation. <laughs> Madam Hortetch. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Got a late wire here. Oh, sorry. There's a willow party going at that neck tree. You mean a necktie party down at the willow tree? Reckon we ought to get going. I suppose we should. Give us out worse music. Does it take you all that time to remember how Pony Boy the two old characters are pulling up in front of a deserted mining town. They rein up their horses, and one says to the other, uh, I hate to be uh, bringing up some bad news and like that. What is it, Spike? This is Injun territory. Hey, I, I didn't know that. Well, turn around to you. I'll take that arrow out of your back. Yeah. Boy, we're mighty tough out here. I never felt that We error. have to be tough to live this life. There ain't no law. Well, wait a minute. I know why I never felt that error. Why not? Got a rubber plunger on the end of it. <laughs> oh, by gosh, you're right. That ain't no error. Some That's kid. That's a toy. Some kid. Yeah, we, we better make a thorough search of the town. You want to go get that kid and teach him a lesson? I suppose we ought to. We're pretty rough. We'd probably lick him. I reckon we ought to go beat him to a pole. Yeah, let's Teach ride. Teach these kids. Let's ride. You ride, I'll walk along beside you here. All right. You can't walk as fast as I can ride, though. Oh, I got a bad cold. I ain't going to ride no horse right. today. <laughs> I'm getting one. I'm going to rein up here. Yeah, hold up steady. Look over yonder. What's that? Over by the... What's that? The El Roya? You mean that chick over by the chuck wagon? Yeah. Hold up. Hand me my glasses. Yeah. Not those glasses, the ones in my eyes. Oh. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, it is. What is it? It's Alabama Al. What's he doing out here? He's out here for Ulysses S. Grant. He's been assigned to pick us up. Uh, somehow I can't believe that. Why? 
Because it ain't true. What do you mean? You're just making it up as you go along. No, really, that's what he's doing out there. No, here. it ain't either. What do you mean, Bob? I'm reading I the don't script know. and I you go ahead and do a thing like I that. I couldn't get into the, the feel of the part today. I, I, I... Today would be a oh, good day to go down to the sea in ships. Well, I don't know. You want to go down to the sea and Well, say? I think we should let uh, our first guest have a few words here, right? Before we do anything, don't you? All right, let's bring him up. Because time is fleeting away, and with each passing second, history is being made. Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding matinee with Bob and Ray from October 25th, 1948 on Classic Radio Theater. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. You know, for three years you've heard me talking about how my MyPillow has gotten me a better night's sleep. Mike Lindell has invented a MyPillow for the rest of my body. The MyPillow mattress topper will help you get some of the best sleep of your life. It's a three-layer design, including MyPillow foam for support, transitional foam to help relieve pressure points, and ultra-soft patented temperature-regulating cover. Why buy one of those big, expensive beds when you can get a MyPillow mattress topper and get a great night's sleep? 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee made in the USA. And yes, it's washable and dryable. Find out more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175, and you can save up to 66% on anything on the MyPillow website. MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Our world has changed. When you venture out of your home, face coverings are the new normal. But the kind you use really matters because not all offer the same protection, and we all want the best protection from dangerous particles and bacteria. A highly recommended consumer covering is the Boomer Naturals 30-Day 30-Use Protective Face Cover in sizes for adults and children. Made with three cloth layers infused with nano-silver technology, it can reduce particles getting to your nose and mouth. Many studies show how effective nano-silver technology is when used in face coverings. It's also very comfortable, easy to breathe and speak with, and it's made for long wear, breathable protection, even for those with sensitive skin. These face covers can be used up to 30 days, just hand wash with soap and water at the end of each day of use. Boomer makes these very affordable at less than 30 cents a day. So stock up now for the whole family at BoomerNaturals.com. Use code WARRADIO20 at checkout and save 20%. Get free shipping and handling when you spend $50. That's code WARRADIO20 when you shop at BoomerNaturals.com. Classic radio theater on your favorite station. I was totally wrong. I was going to say where I thought Bob and Ray started from. Turns out they started off on WHDH in Boston at 8.50 a.m. Uh, the radio station uh, started out with uh, uh, Bob and Ray both uh, 
uh, doing their own things, and uh, they eventually just teamed up. And uh, it was a lot of fun there. Uh, let's listen to more of uh, from WHDH. I was going to say WBZ, but I was would have been totally wrong. Uh, WBZ had some some great people there, but nobody that made anywhere near the impact as uh, Bob and Ray did. Uh, back to October twenty fifth, nineteen forty eight. More the matinee with Bob and Ray on Classic Radio Theater. Now the life and loves of Linda Lovely, written for radio by E. Carrington Love and brought to you each day at this very same time. If you'll remember on Friday, we left Linda and David dangling their toes over the seawall as they sat up at the big house on the hill. David. Wait a minute. How could they do that? What? Dangle their toes over the seawall. It is not for us to question this scriptwriter, Bob. It's to go on and read it. Okay. Oh, David. Yes, my sweet... David, my darling, do you think that Boris will ever come back? Do I think that who will ever come back? Boris! Boris! David, do you mean... You mean recalcitrant's brother? Yes, my darling. I... I never, never thought he would return to our lives. But I... this letter, this... The postman brought it this morning. Did he ring once or twice? Oh, David, that's not... David, David, I'm so afraid. What are you upset for? You haven't even opened this telegram yet. I know, but the phone call, and then that mysterious knock on the door, and now the Sturdley is here. And then when the roof fell in... Oh, my, David, I don't know. I'm so afraid. Oh, here, have another toasted marshmallow. Thanks. David, David, you're so strong. I'm pretty strong. Oh, my darling... I don't know what I'd do without you. Being here up in this exclusive sky ranch. All alone without you, David. I think I'll go down to the stable. All right, David, but hurry back. I will, and... And... Don't leave until I get there. No, David. Call me when you get there, because I'm expecting... Who are you expecting? Dr. Randall. Dr. Randall. Great Scott, the police. Yes, he's coming, David. We're going to take Little Sturdley. Little Sturdley? Yes, I Little Sturdley, that, that lovable little fellow who came into our lives 23 years ago. Oh, bless his fat heart, yes. I, I'll hate to see Little Sturdley go. Well, excuse me, but I'd like to see both of you characters go because we don't have too much time to listen to you. Today. Well, listen again tomorrow at the same time. Yeah, let's all tune in. Say, Bob, did I tell you about a few of the inventions that... Uh, Oh, well, you know, you were there when I was going over some of them. And then you I got... thought they were really terrific. In fact, they were too big for either of us, and I didn't want to say anything about it. Well, friends, the story is this. We, we don't have the financial backing to go ahead with these inventions. Uh, if there's someone out there in the audience who spends his spare time clipping coupons, we could use you, I believe. For instance, Bob and I dreamt up a little thing that, uh, too bad we don't have television, we could draw. This, I think, we really should save for television because it really doesn't go over without being seen. For instance, we have this little pepper shaker here. Now, oftentimes you've seen pepper shakers and you never think about them, but Bob and I have thought about them quite a bit, and I've invented a top for one with, with no holes in it. That's for people who don't like for people who don't like pepper. And uh, we, we thought there'd be a ready market for something like that. But well, we do need backing on this, friends. And no money, uh, you see. Uh, we have the ideas, but we don't have the money. 
That's our whole problem. Anybody that wants to get... I mean, you don't want to put down a salt and pepper set on your table. You don't want to just put one of those down. For instance, say you like salt and you don't like pepper. That's right. You don't want to leave the salt shaker there all alone. No, you're so right, Doctor. In the middle of the table. Uh, and another thing, we thought we could uh, get a hold of something like a skin to pay for a fellow who needs a haircut or something like that. That's right. That would, that would be a, a real boon to mankind. Or uh, how about this invention? Have you thought of the square bath stuff? What's that for? They won't leave a ring in it? Well, say, we've got so many of these things that, that if we had a little money, I say maybe this... $15, we could probably go into business. I have another idea here. It's a flashlight that throws out a black beam for finding things in the daytime. That's good. Why haven't you told me about all these before? Well, Bob, I've been a... We, we have a I've veritable gold mine right at wow. your fingertips. Well, all we need is the money to go ahead and start producing these things mass. Well, okay. Anybody... Produce some... Produce some, uh... Unless. Yes, indeed. Anybody that wants to get behind these projects can simply address us here at this... What is this place? Better not say it, Bob. We'll get in trouble with the FCC. We're only I think kidding. it's in care of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts or something yeah. like that. Oh, so much for that. If you have any good intentions... And I'd just like to say, Bob, that oh. all of those folks who are sending in the food parcels, just be sure you get them off in the mail as soon as you pack them, because... We are getting overrun with packages that are a little bit gamey. And if you can, just uh, mark them special delivery or something. We appreciate the thought behind it. And uh, we'll see all of you down there at the rodeo. Oh, you're with the rodeo this year, Ted? Well, I'm not exactly with them, Ray, as I've told you before. You're behind this. <laughs> I, I, I follow the rodeo all over the country. And... Uh, me and the Smoky Valley boys, of oh, course. And your and your airwick, I suppose. Yes, and we're always well taken care of by Gene and Johnny Bond. I see. And Ray Whittley when he turns <laughs> turns up in these parts. Well, by the way, when is that rodeo doing time? Begins on the twenty seventh. I suppose they'll be buying a spot on this program. They I always... imagine they will. As account executive for the show, I'm trying to sell it to them. Well, I hope you have well, some success, Tex. Is there I anything you, you can do? do? <laughs> Is there anything you can do between now and one thirty that would make you do it outside of the studio? I mean, like you go down and sell uh, some shoelaces or something at the corner. Of well, the I'll tell you, I could place. go down and sell some shoelaces That's or something. That's a thought. So long, Tex. That's Thanks for idea. coming, and so pick up your talent check on the way out. Thanks a lot. It's <laughs> all right. Talent check for what? And, uh, one other thing before I leave. Yeah. Uh, uh, very essential in any good rock garden is dirt. Uh, I can't emphasize dirt too much. In fact, uh, without dirt, you're going to have a tough time growing anything. Much less luck. I thank you. That's all right. <laughs> thank you. Let's have the, the quintet or whatever that is. Yes. That and out. one other thing. While we're... Before I leave. Go ahead. Oh, Pause. The makers of Snickers takes you to the stage of Lowe's Sturdley Theater in Death Valley for Dr. O.K., the sentimental banker. Thank you, Mr. Sturdley. And here before a highly excited crowd, I'd right. like to introduce first my Boy. assistants in the orchestra to my right, Ed Sturdley. Thank you, Doctor. In the center orchestra, Ed Sturdley. Thank you, Doctor. In the left orchestra, Ed Sturdley. Thank you, Doctor. In the balcony upstairs oh. to my right... Ed Sturdley. Thank you, Doctor. And in the center balcony, Ed Sturdley. I'm not going too fast for Mother. you. I... I thank you, Doctor. And in the left balcony, oh. Ed Sturdley. 
Thank you, Doctor. And now to our first contestant and first Ed Sturdley in the orchestra downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Come along now, please. We don't have too much time. I have a young man, Doctor. All right. Fifteen silver dollars to that young man if he can answer this question. (laughs) What season of the year... I can't hear that question, Doctor. I'm sorry. I think you'd find that it's Whittonsville, Vermont, but... Thank you, Doctor. A box of Snickers to that gentleman. What size does he wear, please? Eight and a half size Snickers. All right. And his name and address, please. Oh, where do you live? Uh, my name is Bill Sturdy. I live here in Sturdyville. Well, that's quite a coincidence. Our assistant's name is Sturdy, and Shall the I get going now, name Doctor? is Sturdy. You can start now. <laughs> in the center orchestra downstairs, oh. Ed Sturdy. Oh, you schmo. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a lady, Doctor. Fifteen silver dollars to that lady, Doctor, if she can answer this question. Uh, are you ready? Yes. That's correct. And you receive 15 silver dollars. That lady's name and address, please. Young Witter Brown. Oh, I see. In your home. Sturdleville. All right. And now upstairs to Ed Sturdley. (laughs) Anytime you want to give up, Mr. Sturdley, let me know. Well, no. I'll make it no more. I have a... Would you go on the program, please? Yeah. I don't think he'd make good talent. Hurry up, Mr. Sturdley. We don't have too much time. I have a young man here, Doctor, who's willing to try out one. All right, we come now to that famous American question. If you can get this on the first clue, I'll give you 75 silver dollars. If it takes two clues, 60 silver dollars, three clues, and so forth, I'll do the thing. Lupo draw. No, I'm sorry that's wrong, but better luck on the next clue. I tried unsuccessfully to climb Mount Everest and also unsuccessfully to swim the Atlantic Ocean. What's my name? Uh, uh, come now, you only I have can't hear seconds. you. Another hilarious take off of Dr. IQ. I'll talk a little about Dr. IQ when we come back. A matinee with Bob and Ray, October 25th, 1948, right here on Classic Radio Theater. Configuring the Bluetooth, deciding who controls the music, avoiding potholes, remembering where you parked. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with Auto Owners Insurance, getting the right coverage for your vehicle doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who live in your community and answer when you call, so you can get back to more important things, like remembering if you're on the third or fourth level of the parking garage. That's simple human sense. Ask your independent agent if Auto Owners makes sense for you. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com So many of you know for over three years I've been talking about my pillow and how I get a better night's sleep. Well, now they've got some brand new things because between the my pillow and the Giza Dreams bed sheets, you never thought it would get better. You see all the ads anywhere on the the internet talking about these wonderful new beds. Well, you know there is a bed that is based on the my pillow, and it's the my pillow pat mattress topper. It's like a my pillow for the rest of your body. You can sit down and enjoy it. 
You know, when you lay down on it, see, Mike's got this deal set up. It's a three-layer design, includes my pillow foam for support, transitional foam to help relieve pressure points, and ultra soft patented temperature regulating cover. Now, I got to tell you, I have problems in sleeping in bed some nights because of my back. Well, guess what? No issues getting this my pillow mattress topper on. It'll be like you got a brand new bed. Now, it comes with a 10-year warranty, a cover that's washable and dryable, made in the USA, and it is backed by the 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get the total support you need and the better sleep you want. Now, if you listen to this program, you can save 30% when you use promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. Now, when you do, Mike Lindell is going to send you two standard MyPillows absolutely free. Again, that's promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. When you go to the website and click on the radio listener special, you can save up to 66% on anything in the MyPillow website. Website, including dog beds, pet beds, my pillows, even masks. But you've got to use my promo code USA when you go to mypillow.com. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com And you're listening to Classic Radio Theater on your favorite station. We're listening to an episode of Matinee with Bob and Ray from October 25th, 1948, Poking Fun at Dr. IQ, the radio show. Believe it or not, there was a television version of Dr. IQ, and one of the guests was a fellow, Tom Kennedy, another well-known game show host in his early days of television. Now the conclusion of Matinee with Bob and Ray, October 25th, 1948, as their show, uh, their game show continues. I'll start over again. Ed Sturdley in the orchestra downstairs. Oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. Here, I'll answer the question. A generous round of applause for our announcer. Ray. Hey. Oh, boy. Do we have time to go on with this? No, I don't believe we do. Why don't you return us to our New York studios? Turn you to our New York studios. Back here in our New York studios, friends, it's so nice being in out of the Death Valley air, isn't it? I think we you have better to... return it to our Boston studios because we don't have any in New York. That's right. We'll take you now to Boston for our weekly weather uh, analysis. Broad weather conditions on the top of Mount Washington this morning were rather uncomfortable, to say the least. And? The speed limit, as I said before, was 15 miles an hour. Rain what? was coming down. And wind direction, sir? Yes, Chevrolets. I beg your pardon. I said wind direction. Can't, can't hear you, young fella. I say, 
Wind direction. Which direction? Wind, yes. Yes. Then, from Eastport to Block Island, there's also more weather in prospect. And will it be good or bad for we men who go down to the sea in ships? Uh, I'm talking to both men and women. Uh, not just to any no. one particular party. No, all. I said uh, we who go down to the sea in ships. Your announcers talk so low. Well, sir, I merely asked you what the weather was between Eastport and Block Island for us folks who go down to the sea in ships. Well, there'll be water there for your ships, I can guarantee you that. Well, we know, we know that, sir. I mean the wind direction and uh, uh, low... No clou- protection, no. Low cloudiness and... High humidity. Excuse you just me. just came in. Hi. Sit over there, humidity, will you? Oh, well. I don't know. Sir, would you care to give us your name and address and we can use your problem? Ed Sterley, <laughs> Wilmotville. Thank you, and that's in Vermont, of course. Yes, and I might say I've been saving string for 35 or 40 years now. Friends, would you like Wrapped to be a... Wrapped up in tinfoil. Friends, would you like to be a handyman? Ah. I say, would you like to be a handyman around your house? Hu- you're not directing this to him, are you? No, I'm just okay. putting in a plug for the handyman's guide. Well, why should you give a plug for the handyman's guide? Oh, I don't know. I just Do you have cracks in your ceiling and walls? Oh, I beg your pardon. But, Is your uh, roof falling in? Yes. But I one thing about me, sir, I can always find and fix a, a leaky faucet. And you'll find that and thousands of other answers to questions that you'll run up against at they home. They haven't Frenzy. bought any time on this. How do, uh, how do upholster a sofa, for instance? How many times have you sat down and said, boy, I wish I could upholster a sofa? How many times have you learned to play guitar the way the cowboys do? Wouldn't you like to be able to sit down and enthrall your friends on an, uh, a hound dog guitar? Would you? Yeah. Sure. Well, all you have to do is just send a penny postcard to me, the old salt, uh, care of this station. Now, Mr. Green will uh, move to a cheap, uh, slightly used upright piano. This piano, friends, can be had for $100 down. It's completely fireproof, too. And it'll be all paid for in two years. Play something, Mr. Green. Wouldn't it be grand to have this in your own home? You mean the piano, of course, not the man who's behind it. Oh, would you play a more expensive piano? Move over to one of the baby grands. Notice the difference, friends. Hey, it's much louder on those exploring. The note has a better sounding board, and it might mention it has black keys that the other one lacks. Now, here's one with both black and white keys. Matinee with Bob and Ray, with music by Kenneth Wilson. Broadcast from the uh, burn-proof piano-type warehouse will be in our glass tower tomorrow at one o'clock over much of this same station. We'll really look for you, I suppose. This is your host, Stephen Sturdley, bidding you all. Rathbone will be back tomorrow. And hang by your thumbs. Kiara Killian will be here. A lot more of your old friends. Mary Margaret Magoon returns tomorrow too. Where was she today, Bob? Enjoying the long holiday weekend. Oh, that's right. Have a holiday weekend, everybody. Matinee with Bob and Ray, October 25th, 1948 on Classic Radio Theater. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I just feel great. It gives me energy. It is just the right amount. I just feel so good. I love taking balance of nature. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. 
If you enjoy our classic radio theater broadcasts and want to start building a collection of your own, go to classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream. There you'll find links to great classic radio collections on CD, along with links to great reading on classic radio, plus classic radio theater on demand. Check out our webpage, available now at classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream. And enjoy. I know why it's going to brag about how Mike Lindell and my pillow have given him the best night's sleep of his life, but it's true. Three years ago, before I got my first my pillow, I just couldn't sleep through the night. I was restless. I was up and down all night long. Now with my pillow, I sleep through the night every night. But don't just trust me. Try it for yourself. You've got a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty with a pillow that's guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. And right now, the buy one, get one free offer is still available. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code USA, and get two MyPillow premium pillows at a better price than you can get at retail just by using my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. Take my word for it. You'll get the best sleep of your life or you get your money back. And my promo code USA will get you up to 60% off the entire line of MyPillow products. MyPillow.com. Use promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. Oh, come on. I hate you. You have no right to speak to me. You're stupid. You're evil. You believe in your God, guns, and gold. You shouldn't have the right to vote. We must fix this disgusting country now. We want socialism now. Whoa there, little fella. Our U.S. Constitution protects your right to say these things, even if they are drivel. Our founders believed in our inalienable rights granted by God, not some mafia. Our Bill of Rights protects your personal freedoms, your absolute right to speak to others, whether loving and kind or hateful and stupid. Utopia doesn't exist. It only destroys. Millions of innocents slaughtered by the communists in Cambodia, China, and the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. And millions of people were gassed by Hitler's National Socialist Party. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore our American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. That's SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. Let's wrap up this episode of Classic Radio Theater with part nine of the nine-part Yours Truly Johnny Dollar story, The Phantom Chase Matter. This was originally broadcast October 24th, 1956. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. It's Lola Chase, Johnny. Hang up, Dollar. Johnny? Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, but right now I can think of a lot of places I'd rather be. I said hang up. Johnny, there's someone there with you. Look, Dollar. Is it Tom? It is Tom, isn't it? I'm coming over. No, don't do it. I'm coming over. Stay away, Lola. He has a gun and he means business. Tonight, and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. From Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location Barbados, British West Indies. To the Home Office, Universal Adjustment Bureau, Hartford, Connecticut. Assignment, the Phantom Chase Matter. Expense account continues. Item 28, 
Well, along about then, I figured this item would be around 200 bucks, burial expenses for me. Tom Chase was desperate, tired of running, and ready to take me off his trail for keeps. But Lola Chase's phone call to me seemed to have a strange effect on him. That was my wife, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was Lola. Why'd you drag her into this doll? I didn't, Chase. She insisted on coming here to Barbados herself. Why couldn't she stay out of it? I suppose because she's your wife. That's all over. Yeah, I figured that when I found out it was a woman who arranged your hideout in New Orleans. Yeah, that's all over, too. Turn sour, huh? Real sour. There's nothing left for me. Wait a minute, look, Chase. There's only one thing for you to do. Turn yourself in. Turn over what's left of the money it's and you'll It's too late for that, dollar. There's only one thing left. Wait a minute. Killing me is not going to do any good, Chase. Somebody else will take over and keep after you until they get you. And they will get you sooner or later. You can count on it. I know. They'll keep coming after me. I can't run anymore, dollar. I won't take it anymore from you or anybody. I just won't take it. Oh. I never thought I'd be glad to get hit on the head. But just before I blacked out, I remember being very happy that it wasn't the bullet in the back I'd been expecting. I don't know how long I was out, but when I came to, Lola Chase and George Everson were bending over me. Are you all right, Johnny? Uh, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh, brother, my head feels like it was on a pogo stick. What happened, Mr. Dollar? Chase was waiting for me here in my hotel room with a gun. Why did he come here? For a very good reason. To take me off his trail for keeps. Oh, no. Oh, yes. But when you phoned, Lola, it seemed a time of a knot to learn that you were here in Barbados. He started talking wildly. Mr. Dollar, Lola and I'd still like to try the plan I mentioned to you earlier. Oh, look, Mr. No, Robinson. no, no, no. Hear me out. We could just You'd talk be to wasting your breath, Everson. Tom Chase is not about to turn himself in now or ever. I still don't get it, though. Get what? Why he didn't kill me just now. And why he didn't kill me before in the waterfront warehouse or on Lagos Island. He had plenty of chances. It's almost as if... Yes? Ah, skip it. Everson, suppose you take Lola back to her hotel. I'm going to check with Police Inspector Whitsitt. From what you tell me, Mr. Dollar, I'd say Chase was just about at the breaking point. Yeah, that's why we've got to track him down fast before he loses his head completely. Well, we're continuing our check of hotels and rooming houses. I don't think there's anything else we can do for the moment. Oh, excuse me. What's that here? Yes, in just a moment. For you, Mr. Donner. Oh, thanks. Hello? It's Lola, Johnny. He was just here. Chase, where? Here at my hotel cottage. Please come quickly, Johnny. I'll be there in ten minutes. I made it in eight. Lola was still trembling. Oh, it was horrible. He was talking wild, crazy. You see which way he went? Yes. I got to the window in time to see him drive off toward the mountain. Johnny, we've got to find him. He's out of his mind. We piled into the car and took off after Chase up a twisting, steep mountain road. <sighs> Tell me what happened, Lola. What did he say? I've never seen him like that before, Johnny. He's sick. The things he said. Like what? That it was all over. There was nothing left for him. That he just wanted to see me once more before... Before what? He didn't say, but... Oh, hurry, Johnny. We can't take these turns any faster. I begged him to turn himself in. He said he wished he could, for my sake. But that he couldn't. Look, Lola, maybe he just took this route to cross the island. The way he was talking, Johnny, 
I don't think he was trying to get across the island. He... Wait a minute, hold it. Look, up ahead. That's the car he was driving. Parked beside the road. Next to a cliff, John. Yeah. All right, Lola. You'd better stay right here in the car. Yes, I... I guess I'd rather. I walked to the edge of the cliff and looked down. His body was crumbled up on the rocks below. I climbed down. He was dead. All smashed up. It wasn't pretty. I climbed back to my car. Lola just looked at me with the big question in her eyes. All I did was nod. All she did was slump over on the seat. I drove her back to her hotel and phoned Inspector Whitsett. Then I went back to my hotel. Expense account item 29, $3. Drinks for me. I thought about a lot of things. About Tom Chase, who'd had everything in his favor back in New York, but who'd embezzled 120000 Had killed a man in New Orleans for trying to turn him in, but who hadn't killed me for trying the same thing, and who ended up at the bottom of a cliff in Barbados. I thought about Lola, who'd come a long way for nothing, except the final heartache. And I thought about me, who'd also come a long way for nothing, period. The next day, I dropped in on Inspector Whitsett at police headquarters. Well, Dollar, I've missed you. I, uh, I sort of took time out for a while, Inspector. I don't wonder. Well, Mrs. Chase, of course, identified the body. The inquest was this morning. Verdict suicide. Burials this afternoon. Here in Barbados? At first, Mrs. Chase wanted to take the body back to New York, but Mr. Everson felt that that would just be adding another painful experience to those she'd already been through. Oh, yeah. Well, I still don't have the money, Chase embezzled, Inspector. No, and offhand, I'd say your chances of finding it were not too good. Did you find anything at all in Chase's pockets that might give me a lead? Oh, just the usual loose change, his wallet, cigarettes, some matches, a comb. Book matches? Yeah, from a waterfront bar. Well, let me see him, Inspector. Hmm. It's not much, but it's the only thing I've got to go on. I went down to the waterfront bar named on the match folder and started combing the neighborhood. I checked every hotel and rooming house. Three hours later, I was about ready to give up. And then I found it. Yep, Chase's last hideout. I searched his room, but the money wasn't there. I went back to the desk and checked the register again, trying to find out if a woman had checked in about the same time Chase had. No soap. But then I pulled out the sample of Chase's writing that Everson had given me in New York, and I compared it to Chase's signature on the register. A few wild ideas started chasing themselves around in my brain. Ideas that began to fall into a crazy pattern. Item 301260, long-distance phone call to the home office of Universal Adjustment in Hartford. I asked Pat McCracken to run an errand for me. Three hours later, he called back from New York City with the answer. Yep. I'd come all the way to Barbados, but the case got solved in New York. I phoned Lola and Everson and asked them to come to the cemetery. Fifteen minutes later, we met at the freshly turned grave. Mr. Dollar, I must say you're not being considerate of Lola. I'm sure you realize that coming back to Tom's grave here is a most painful experience for her. I'm sure you had a good reason, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I wanted both of you to know what a jerk I've been in this investigation. Oh, don't say that. You've done everything that could be done. And I appreciate it. Well, thanks, Lola. But you see, for almost... Two weeks now, from New York to New Orleans to Barbados here, I've been chasing a dead man. What? I don't understand. 
I think you understand real well. Now, look here. If this is some kind of a joke, it's in very poor taste. It's no joke. I've got to hand it to you both, though. You engineered the whole deal with just two people. What are you talking about? Drop the act, Lola. The faithful, grieving wife. You had me fooled, but good. Look, Dollar. You told me you took a trip alone about the time Tom was arrested, Lola. Well, that was true. But it wasn't to Martha's Vineyard. You went down to New Orleans and rented a room under the name of Tom James. You were the other woman I was looking for. That's a lie. You don't know what you're saying, Dollar. Don't I? Freddie Quintana in New Orleans showed me a letter Chase was supposed to have written. It matched the sample of Chase's writing you'd given me in New York, Everson. Well, of course it did. That proves it. It proves that the sample you gave me in New York wasn't Chase's writing. I just checked by long-distance phone. You what? Oh, yes. Freddie Quintana played his part real well. But what he didn't know was he was going to get paid off with a bullet. That was the day you turned up in New Orleans, Lola. To kill him and shut his mouth. Dollar. Let him finish, George. Oh, there's not much more. You hired the second guy to pose as your husband and lead me a merry chase. That explains why he didn't kill me and why I was always able to pick up his trail again. I was supposed to. That's the way you were playing it. And all the time, the real Tom Chase was dead. You probably killed him back in New York when he was supposed to have jumped bail and disappeared. Are you through, Dollar? Almost. Except for the money. You are the embezzler, Everson. It was you who juggled the accounts. And after I ran into a dead end down here with a fake Chase's death, you and Lola could live happily ever afterward with the dough. Go on. Of course, the fellow you hired to pose as Chase didn't realize he was going to get paid off the same way Quintana was. What are you talking about? The way you helped him over that cliff, Everson, to make it look like suicide. How did you know? I probably wouldn't have tumbled to it if I hadn't checked his handwriting. Of course, you can't prove any of this. Like to exhume the body, ship it back to New York, and prove that it isn't the real Tom Chase? The body stays where it is, Dollar. Oh, put that gun down, Everson. They already know most of the story in New York. You're bluffing. Then why don't you call the bluff and find out? I think he's telling the truth, George. In that case? Yes. We'd better take care of him. Not we, Lola. Not anymore. What do you mean? I think we'd better just dissolve the partnership. Don't try anything like that, George. This was our idea together, and you're in it as deep as I am. And that's why I'm leaving, Lola. I wish it had worked out, but as long as it didn't... You can't do that! You've got the money! Exactly. I won't let you! Get back, Lola! We both went for Everson at the same moment. The shot spun her around and crumpled her. I grabbed the gun from Everson. I'm... I'm afraid it's not serious, Lola. If his aim had been better, he'd have done you a favor. One thing I still don't get. Your husband wouldn't make any statement after his arrest. That means to me he knew what you were up to. And he loved you so much he was willing to take the rap. Tell me this, Lola. Why did you marry the poor guy in the first place? Expense account total, $1,723. Lola and Everson were turned over to the authorities, and Everson gave up the key to a safe deposit box in New York where the embezzled money had been all the time. It also showed us the deserted spot on Long Island where he and Lola had hidden the body of the real Tom Chase. Remarks, dear Pat, next time you call me for an assignment like this one, I hope you get a busy signal. Yours truly... Johnny Dollar. Now, here's our star to tell you about next week's story. Next week, a body suddenly rises from the grave to take the spotlight from a Hollywood star. 
Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood, written by Robert Reif. It is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. Heard in our cast were Michael Ann Barrett, Jack Edwards, Ben Wright, Virginia Gregg, Don Diamond, Forrest Lewis, and Richard Crenna. Musical supervision by Amerigo Marino. Be sure to join us on Monday night, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Roy Rowan speaking. October 25th, 1956, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, here on Classic Radio Theater. Please visit the webpage over at classicradio.stream. That's classicradio.stream. There you can stream our Classic Radio Theater podcast, learn more about Classic Radio Collecting, and contact me, classicradio.stream. And just a reminder that our programs are available anytime on demand, uh, anywhere they serve podcasts. You can find them at uh, iHeartRadio, uh, the uh, Spotify, Spreaker, um, let's see, TuneIn, also Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just search USA Classic Radio Theater. I'm Wyatt Cox. Thank you for listening. Please thank this station. Support the advertisers. Tell a friend the great radio shows are back. Classic Radio Theater here on your favorite station and the USA Radio Network. Start the new year right during the Xfinity Hello 2021 sales event. For a limited time, get Xfinity Internet and Mobile together for only $35 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. And Mobile with our 1-gig wireless data option. Plus, get $250 back. This sale ends soon, so visit Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 1-11-21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter plus internet customers only. Equipment taxes, regulatory recovery, and other fees extra and subject to change. After-term regular rates apply. Now more than ever, people want to know if there's anything they can do to help. And the answer is yes at BioLife Plasma Services. Your plasma is desperately needed to create life-changing medicines to help treat people with immune deficiencies, those who are most at risk right now. When you donate plasma at BioLife, you can earn up to $700 in your first month. Check out our new St. Paul location opening March 20th or visit BioLifePlasma.com to learn more about donating plasma. BioLifePlasma.com